0: And this is Weekly Comics Monthly, covering the month of September 2016 and parts of November 2016. I am Jim Purcell. And I am Zach Hawkins. And we welcome you again to a new episode of Weekly Comics Monthly, where, of course, we talk about two of the best serial weekly anthologies on the planet, 2000 AD from the Great Isle of the UK and Weekly Shonen Jump from the Isle of Japan.
1: So, Jim, we've had quite a few news things going on this month. Before I dive into that, just a brief roundup, what have you been up to recently? Personally, I've not been up to much. I've just been kind of catching up on some
0: backlog of reading, you know, working a lot. I started reading uh, Power of Shazam by Jerry Ordway, which was uh, a DC comic from, like, 1994, I want to say. Of course, about Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. It's good stuff. I'm only about four issues in, and I gotta say it's definitely one of the better '90s comics out there. So
1: who's writing it? Uh,
0: Jerry Ordway.
1: Oh, so Ordway's writing and illustrating no, it. No,
0: see, it, it, here's the kind of the weird part about it. Jerry Ordway did a, uh, a mini series to like set everything up that he did illustrate himself. It was like I think okay. three to three issues, and then when he when it moved to a uh, ongoing series. He decided to just be the writer and the cover artist, and the interiors are ah. done by Krauss and Mike Manley. I suspect uh, Krauss was the penciler, layouts, and Manley is the inker. Uh, the interesting thing about Krauss though, is I discovered that he drew Mark Wade's um, that that independent series he did, oh, uh, Incorruptible from Boom Studios, okay. not Incorruptible, the other one. Um, Um, shoot.
1: No, it's cool. It's not, I'm not familiar with Wade's work, so I'm not going to, but
0: but I had read basically stuff he had drawn and hadn't realized it. So it's kind of cool to go back to see, you know, the stuff he was doing in the nineties with the on Captain Marvel. So it's,
1: it's kind
0: of interesting. The only unfortunate part is that initial mini series that sort of set everything up is not on comiXology. And I did not realize that. ah. So I'm sort of reading the ongoing without that prequel part. But it, yeah, it still works out okay.
1: That's cool. It's kind of strange that Audrey is writing this because I know he is a fairly prolific writer, but he's generally more remembered as an artist.
0: Yeah, he he has this really like nice painted style. You can see yeah. it on all of his covers. It's it's he's exceptional. Um, he is also mm-hmm. writing a a series in Dark Horse Presents that I'm really liking. Uh, it turns up every once in a while. Oh,
1: is that the semi yes, automatic one? Yes, Semi-Automagic, you know it. Yeah, with Alex DeCampi. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's a great little series. It I, is. I, I think the trade is coming out soon. I keep meaning to pick that up because I kind of dropped Dark Horse Presents. But um, no, that's oh, that's a that's a good series. That was
0: the series that made me go back and look more closely at other Ordway works. So, hmm. yeah, I recommend them both.
1: It was also, the, I mean, talking about the writer, DeCampi was the one... I mean, semi automagic was what made me realise that DeCampy's a a really good up and coming talent. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done some really good stuff for Grindhouse and uh, Dark Horse Presents and I really need to read more of her stuff. Oh she's a she? Uh, yes. Um, I believe so anyway. Um, apologies Damn. if I'm wrong. Well, she's got um, she's
0: got a really like classic style, really both clean but really detailed. I think mm-hmm. I think two thousand
1: eighty fans would enjoy it a lot. Oh, absolutely, I I slide right into the prog. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of a shame that Dark Horse Presents is such a, a, a bumpy anthology, because it can have some really, really good stuff like, in there. Like Finder. Uh, or or uh, Dream Team. Mm. That was a really good one as well. Um, and then it can also have some not-so-good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the I, same kind of goes for the the island. I don't know if you read any. I have not that read
0: anything. any of the island,
1: unfortunately. that's, no, that's the one where uh, Brendan, um, Brandon Gray and Brendan Gray, the prophet yeah, dude, Zander on it, right? Yeah, and he also does a couple of strips for it. He does some really interesting, like biographical, uh, one pages in there about, um, like he'll do a, a, a whole recap of Veguiver um, in one page, and it's. It's absolutely crazy. He's—I he, didn't realize he was such a big fan of the whole medium. Of what? No, Brandon Graham. He's just such a big fan of everything. Oh yeah, he
0: seems to be a man of many, many interests. Hmm.
1: Right. Well, that's basically covered. I've—I've I've not been up to an awful lot recently. I've recently started a new job and all that, so I've—I've I've read quite a few things recently that I picked up at four bubble uh the final omen book is really good by martin eden um another lgbt superhero book called the pride pick that up that's awesome um oh what else was there uh ink stains and paper cuts that's a really cool kind of um stand by me come stranger things type horror story That's really cool, and um, uh, just a couple of manga things I picked up, like um, Stardust Crusaders book one, that's really good. Bunch of Ultraman, uh, the new Gundam Thunderbolt manga is
0: really good. Gundam Thunderbolt manga is pissing me off because I don't buy print anymore, and it's not being released digitally. Oh, but is there a
1: a legal reason for that?
0: You know, Gundam is weird. I completely would believe that, that... Whoever owns Gun- Sunrise would say, print only, no digital. Because uh, Gundam The Origin is in print, and it's great. You can't get it digitally either. so I'd oh. believe it, but yeah. I may have to break down and buy a print book. Because I really want to read Gundam Thunderbolt.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just so strange, because Gundam was really lucrative for a while. And now we've got loads of stuff all of a sudden. What would all the series get in Blu-ray releases yep. and... The movies and everything—it's um great, great time to be a fan. Uh, yeah. Now, if only we could do something about macros. <laughs> uh, did you ever finish watching Delta, by the way?
0: I did not, unfortunately. I got about—I want to say—a third of the way through and sort of got distracted by something else. I'm sure yeah. I'll get back to it. I mean, it was getting—it was fine when I stopped watching it. I hear the it starts going off the rails towards the end, though.
1: Yeah. Did you yeah. watch it? Uh, no, I keep meaning to though. Um, I'm going to need to get to um, like August and everything else. The, so. the curse
0: of the odd number Macrosses seems to be holding true.
1: Yeah, it's really strange how it all, you know, I don't know. Macross it, 2, I, I to, Macross
0: I, 7, Macross 0, which I actually enjoy, but a lot of people don't.
1: Mm. Delta. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Delta looks kind of nice. I kind of think the thing is with Macros is it vis- it's a visual um, measuring stick for anime fads of the time.
0: Mm.
1: I mean I I know you said you don't like Frontier, but I do no, know I, no. in... I
0: love Frontier.
1: Oh is Frontier the one you didn't like? I'm trying to think it, seven one
0: you... is the is the Ah okay questionable quality one because it's it, it's kinda stupid. Is that the one from the 90s? That is the one from the 90s, yeah. Um, it and It, Macross 7 and Macross Plus came out around the same time. Yeah, and I know Pro- Plus is pretty good. Plus though. is good. Well, it depends on your taste, because Plus was more about pilots hmm. and war stories, and 7 was more about the music. They did that intentionally to sort of like have one for each side of the fan. At oh, I see. Time. So 7's kind of, Seven's weird, okay? Yeah.
1: I'm sure I'll get it's to it. It's about
0: singing to your enemy in a, in, a, in 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 transforming spaceships that don't have guns that play instruments in space. Oh. It's so it's like a less interesting
1: girl in Lagarde.
0: Uh, yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's just it's it's its own it's its own thing and Damn you got to be re- it's not necessarily bad it's just not for me. Yeah. And I personally think Frontier did it better because hmm. it it managed to Marry the music and the and the and and the war stuff together like the original did in a good package.
1: Yeah, I've got to get back to watching more macros. It's um, it's it's high on my priority list. Um, so yeah, that basically sums up what I've been up to. Uh, I would say about Gundam Thunderbolt is it's good. Oh, just it's really really good.
0: I I watched the first episode of the anime, uh, and it was good. So yeah. I'm going to probably go out and buy that
1: book. Yeah. <laughs> I got Jim to buy a print book. Hey! Hopefully um,
0: hopefully the Viz the, will bring over some of the other manga stuff. I hear, like, Gundam mm-hmm. Crossbones is pretty good, too.
1: Yeah. Didn't they, like, try and release some series in the early 2000s, but it didn't take off? I, and... I'm not really sure. I, know I, I think they might have done. I
0: know whenever Gundam The Origins started viz started bringing it out in single issues but it eventually got cancelled yeah i I didn't realize gun of the origin had been going on since like late 90s
1: oh yeah it's been around for a while and what's like the the artist i know the artist is one of those guys who've done basically everything like did all the original illustrations for dirty pair and crusher joe yeah and he's he did a lot of preliminary work for cowboy bebop um And he's done a load of other manga that just haven't been translated. He's everywhere, but just not in the West. Um, But no, anyway, that basically sums up what I've been up to recently. Um, Trucking on, I have a couple of news articles I just want to cover. Starting off with some really sad news. I know this happened a a while ago now, but... um, it does really need to be addressed. Um, the passing of Steve Dillon at the age of, I believe it was only 41, yeah, which is yeah, some way, no, no way. age at all. Um, to fans of 2000 AD, Steve Dillon will most rarely be remembered for his work on Judge Dredd and Tyranny Rex, amongst a few other things. Um, I believe he did Mean Arena um, or something like that, um, maybe me Mean Team, but... Um, he was a really, really talented artist. He did a lot of work for the Blockmania, and um, oh, hey, oh, the Mutant storyline. Uh, wait, which... oh, you... City of the Damned. Okay, uh, he did a lot of stuff for that. But he's most well known for doing the Cry the Werewolf storyline, which is one of my all-time favorites. And uh, Americans
0: would have become familiar with him because he often paired with Garth Ennis on many of his, uh, his, uh. Preacher, of course, he did a, mm-hmm. mo- all of Preacher. He worked with Enos again on, uh, I think, both of his Punisher runs. Yeah, which uh, I think,
1: yeah. Um, he also I, did a bunch of the War stories. Yeah. So,
0: and unfortunately, that meant I didn't really, I haven't really read a lot that with Steve Dillon on art uh, because I'm not a fan of Preacher, and I didn't like, oh, okay. I, I didn't like his Punish, I didn't like uh, Ennis's Punisher. Um, it's unfortunate because his art style is very good. Uh, mm. I appreciate it a lot, and it is unfortunate that he's gone now.
1: Yeah. It's been a kind of a sucky year for God, good quality diving. A, a raging
0: dumpster fire, in terms of just in terms of, like, celebrity deaths talented people. Yeah. Darwin Cookie died this year.
1: Darwin Cook did die, and that was that was awful. Comic art I mean, not spared this year. The Last Frontier is the best thing DC has
0: ever done. It's one of my, definitely in the top Top yeah, es-
1: escalons. It's been a sucky year for just everything in general, but comic artists have taken it pretty bad. Um, okay, but moving on from that sad stuff, we move on to some slightly more positive stuff in regards to 2000 AD at least. Um, recently, Rebellion purchased the rights to an absolute crap ton of, like, classic british um 60s through to 80s even 90s comics man
0: i can't wait till all those uh, uh romance comics get reprinted uh, I, I
1: hope not <laughs> to say the least but there is a bunch of stuff that has gone unprinted that is really interesting one of these is john wager right oh <laughs> roider rovers i believe is actually getting a like an archive. The
0: popular like sports strip,
1: right? It probably is. I just don't give a damn about Royal Rovers <laughs> because I don't give a damn about football. So it's not the kind of thing I'd be interested in. The Japanese still do the best sports series. Everybody else fails.
0: I was actually I was reading up on like Gogo Thirteen the other day, and I discovered the the longest running manga in Japan is a baseball manga. Is it? I believe so. I think that's what I discovered. It, it goes, wow. it goes that one, uh, the one that just ended in jump. Oh,
1: Kochikami, yeah, and then Golgo. Ah, I have to look that up then. Um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting that they've picked up all this stuff that is, you know, gonna see reprint because nobody ever thought we'd ever see Monster by Alan Grant get, a, I mean Alan Moore get a reprint. Nobody thought we'd ever see like all this stuff from Misty getting a reprint, but it all is. We never thought we'd see Dandere or Zenith. Well, it was all, it was Rebell- all
0: trapped with I, I, IPC, right? And they didn't mm. seem to be doing anything with anything.
1: Yes, which is really, really cool. One of the things that they're going to be reprinting from that era is One-Eyed Jack, which in the grand tradition of IPC of the era was a cash-in, or at least a children-friendly version of a famous movie of the era, in this case, One eyed Jack basically being Dirty Harry, mm. and in that respect, he's also kind of a precursor to Dread, coming out like five years before. He had a good long run, and he's a, like a, a fan favorite character. I believe he made a cameo appearance in Zenith before, like so many characters in that story getting killed, um, and. It's apparently a, a really neat little series. It's John Wagner and John Cooper, so it's got a good writer and a good artist on it. I'll probably pick up the trade when it comes out.
0: Hey, didn't IPC like own like Archie the Robot and... Yes, Wod, he did. But none of that stuff Rebellion bought.
1: Uh, I believe Archie is currently owned by Dandere Corp and Steel Claw... No, yeah, actually, they probably have got the rights to Steel Claw.
0: Hmm. Because I know... I think I, I IPC like had a deal with DC for a while. I could have swore
1: like DC owned a piece of them, or something. DC owns um, the Spider. Oh, they own the Spider. Yeah, mm. which is really weird because <laughs> you know you, the Spider by now should be a public domain character, but he isn't. <laughs> That's kind of what led to Paul Griss nearly getting sued for including him in Death right. Star. Right.
0: Yeah. Because he didn't change him at all, he was like the one character who wasn't like a like an altered, uh, you know, a variant. He was yeah, it the was, Spider.
1: It, it was literally him as an old man. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of sh- strange. But I, I'd like to see the the, the first three um, Spider stories have been collected though, so you can you can get them. Well,
0: if I if I I'm just bringing this up because I recall didn't they didn't Rebellion get in like some legal trouble because of all the IPC characters that were in um um superhero uh Ozennith oh, Zenith
1: like are, are... I, I think they were able to get around that in some way um and I am pretty certain that's what's caused this big buyout so right it means that nobody can sue them that makes sense um but yeah it's it, I'd actually really like to see like a Zenith tie in volume that collects a bunch of stories with those guys in
0: that makes sense that'd be a good way to like if you know, relate them together to make more you know Something sellable. Just slap Grant Morrison's name on it. Characters inspired by the famous Grant Morrison comic book series.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I'd buy it. Uh, And the second series that they've announced recently is The Last American, which is a a fairly more recent series from the early 2000s by... Wait, early uh, 2000s, uh, really? I could have. it's published by Marvel Epic or, like long time oh i'm i'm thinking of a different mcmahon series from the early 2000s yeah so mike mcmahon illustrated this and it was published in the 90s i believe the early 90s at least just let me double check yeah i'm looking it up
0: right now last american wikipedia four issue series yeah it was printed by marvel's epic in 1990
1: wow okay it's a lot older than i thought it was
0: yeah but anyway, but, but that was the whole point. Of, but Marvel's Epic was like a, a creator-owned imprint, so yeah. Wagner and Co. Well,
1: Gru was published it. there for a long time, so so they, they they continued to own it. So apparently, coming
0: out from Rebellion is a publishing deal with Rebellion. It isn't a they didn't buy it out. No, they're just publishing it.
1: Well, this is what happened with um, War of the Worlds and Scarlet Traces by Edginton and Disraeli. That was a creator-owned thing. But it, but and, they did buy that out. Yes. And um, I believe um, Rebellion have also bought the rights to The Last American, which means we could have more of that. I've never read it, so I'll be interested to see how it turns out. Uh, if it's only four issues long, it's going to be a pretty quick quick little read. Yeah, I'll...
0: it's not long. Yeah.
1: Was it cut short?
0: I don't know. I know Marvel Epic did not last long. It was not, well, it wasn't, the sales weren't there and uh, the company heads didn't really like it because they didn't own the rights. Oh, oh, well, typical
1: Marvel. It was one of
0: those, I think, um, back in that period, I want to say, it would have been like a Jim Shooter thing that just they killed because they kicked Jim Shooter out of the company. (laughs) Uh, Kind of like like, uh, the New Universe.
1: Yeah, I can't picture John Wagner working for a company like Marvel anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's that, so two good things coming from there. More good news as we move into the Weekly and Jump news. Uh, we have two new series on the way, well four technically, we'll be talking about two of them later on, titled Amalgam of Distortion and Spring Weapon Number 1, but in the upcoming week we'll see two more, one named Demon Plan, which is a, what looks to be like a demonic kind of... Uh, or oh, dare I say it, high school series. Yeah. And another one is Orego Rasso, which is a, don't speak of the devil, a uh, football series. Really? So, sh- yep. For our, our American
0: listeners, America.
1: Uh, oh, s- oh, okay. Soccer. soccer. <laughs> yeah. We're not getting into that one. No. We'll be here all week with that. But it's it's football. Um, but any which way, uh, we've also had um, another edition recently. Kind of, um, kind, of a, kind of a weird one. Yeah, unusual. It, it really is when you think about it, because it's basically a Japanese adaptation of a Western web series. Which is which is heavily like anime manga. And stylized anyway. Yeah. So I've never watched uh Ruby or RWBY or however you pronounce it um, before. I'm not familiar with the concept. I've not had, I got any real interest in it. Um, I appreciate that it's like, heavily influenced by Maho Shoujo, and like Sailor Moon and yeah. Cardcaptor Sakura and all that stuff, um, but it's it, it, it never really ticked as my thing. Uh, we'll probably go into a little detail on a quickfire round, but this was a really strange addition to the the lineup.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems to be running in some Japanese like web. Um, I'm not sure. No, I'm I not be- sure what source
1: is. No, I, I believe it's coming from the same magazine as Jojo. Okay, so right. it's co- it's, a, it's a monthly series, and the only reason we've got it weekly is so that we catch up. Yeah, because we've missed it for so long. Yeah, which is which makes sense. Um, it just seems like a really strange one. You know, you you could have had JoJo. And you, you could have ahead. had JoJo. Yeah, <laughs> you still really want Jojolian, don't you? Even though it's Anything, neat. really. Yeah, even though it's, I think he'll end sometime in the next couple I mean, of years. Yeah, probably.
0: But but even if they did, I mean, they could do the same thing they're doing now and run it run it weekly until they catch. That, that
1: was my thinking as well. Yeah, uh, I think the confusing thing is though is that would make it really difficult. Is um, just the way JoJo jo Leon is written, like Iraqi's writing style really now is really cryptic. And oh, do you need Seal it, Ball Run? Yeah. His his writing pattern and everything is just really difficult to translate. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, so I kind of I kind of figure why they're not picking Jojo in. but then also D Gray Man. Right. Right. That, that would have made sense to pick up Blood Blockade Battlefront. Anything. Really. Wow, yeah,
0: Blood Blockade Battlefront's uh, pretty popular. Well, it, it's it's mm. it's been well received
1: uh, in, mm. in anime form. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Which, I, yeah, look, I picked it up. It just seems like this one's a, a Ruby is a really strange addition. Yeah.
0: It's just, I never, I watched one episode of it because it was, came recommended to me. I wasn't impressed. I, no. I know it's got its fans, and I, it's just, I don't know, It, it it's not like. It, it, it didn't offend you, but it just wasn't your it thing. It just wasn't
1: my thing. It wasn't like Legend of Korra or something. No. Yeah, I, oh, Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that Legend of Korra though is that that's a high benchmark. That's a really, really high benchmark. I
0: mean, it, its creation's kind of interesting because I believe it was created by a bunch of the guys from Rooster Teeth who made who yeah. Red versus Blue. Yeah. And tragically, the creator of the show died last year. Yeah. So I believe they are continuing the
1: show though. So. Hmm. Oh yeah, I think it's on like its fourth season or something. Yeah. It, it's pretty popular. Um, continuing the good news in the jump. Love Rush is ending. Hooray. And I've not been reading it. Yeah, I've been skipping it. So I I actually thought it ended on chapter 12. Yeah, or something like that. But it that. actually
0: goes to that, uh, chapter 13, so.
1: I never want to see anything by this guy ever again. He's had one chance. Chan- he's had a lot of chances. He's had too many chances. It's he, he's clearly a one-trick pony. Like he can only do these kind of fan service come non romantic comedies and ugh non romantic non comedies non romantic yeah that's it's basically what it is it's it's sad it's just sad um ugh. oh well good riddance yeah. I, I I read I I think I read the first three chapters and the, conclu- the the cliffhanger to the third chapter was the main male character was about to get raped. <laughs> And that was the point where I realized, y- y- life's too fucking short. <laughs> I, c- I can't. But, um, yeah, anyway. One, one it's gone. Point. It's out the window. Yeah. Forever. Unfortunately,
0: um, another strip is also gone, for the near future at least. World Trigger is now on indefinite hiatus due to... Yeah, yeah. Due like, to uh, creator uh, illness, he apparently has got some sort of nerve damage that causes yeah. a lot of pain to draw. So, unfo- unfortunately, the away mission is turning into our dark continent. Yeah. Which, uh...
1: Why is it that whenever characters want to go somewhere, the creator falls ill? Or, no, or has a, or a lot of, illness. Or plays a lot of World of Warcraft, like Berserk. Yeah. Because the internet is super reliable, yeah, I wish I wish Asihara. Well, he's been under a lot of pressure. These guys do a ridiculous amount of work a week. Yeah, and particularly if you've got an illness like Tagashi, where you've got spina bifida, or Ashihira where you've got nerve damage. You know, that that just makes it even worse. I don't think I could do anything with a I mean, an affliction like that. A lot of these. I
0: mean, when you think about it, these guys are cranking out twenty. I mean, sixteen to twenty-two pages a week. That's crazy. It's abs- American comic creators would look at that
1: and just die. Mm-hmm. And irregardless of the pacing of the actual strip, that's that's a purely cultural thing. It's been brought up in a completely different environment. The pure and simple fact that they are cranking out, as you say, 16 to 22 pages a week is fucking crazy. It really is insane. Oh, and meanwhile, we're still waiting for the next issue of Invincible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Six months later. Uh, it just came out. Yeah, it did. I've still well, not I read mean. it, though. I, I need to do a reread. I forgot what happened in the I last
0: forgot week. what happened. is Yeah. Let's go back to whenever Cory Walker came back and then you read it. Because <laughs> I, I thought for sure what, uh, um, um, uh, shoot, uh, regular artist... Uninvisible. Um, oh, he, oh, he's oh, uh, Oatly. Otley. I thought for sure Otley would be back this issue, but I guess not. I guess Walker... It's a it's a couple of gonna, couple of months gonna off yet. It I think. Out.
1: Yeah. Uh, one final bit of news is, is something that came out of completely left field and is already all upon us is the conclusion of Toriko.
0: Yes, it is upon us.
1: We've been hypothesizing this for a while now, ever since Neo was introduced, and there was the whole, you know. Um, eclipse, solar eclipse thing going on, the Torme the, the, um, Tor- temp- eclipse. Completing his uh, full
0: course meal. Full course so, meal. Pretty good indication that we're near the end.
1: Yep, but it unlike Bleach, where it was like signposted months and months and months in advance, it, it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. And yet it seems far more co- coherent, cohesive. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It feels like an actual conclusion. Uh, I do feel one or two plot points, you know, future plot threads that uh, are going to go unaddressed. But they'll probably get lampshaded in the last chapter. And, you know, we can all go about our day knowing that Toriko concluded in a thin, fair enough fashion. Yeah. Hopefully they won't drop a ton of Barutos on us. Yeah. I mean, it's already pretty much been confirmed we're getting another Bleach series, so... <laughs> Yeah. Why would you? Why would you make another Bleach series when you can potentially make anything? Yeah. Reasons unknown to me. Um, God, God, just bring Stealth Symphony back. Just, just make another series of Stealth Symphony. Don't ask, just
0: do it. Uh, but no, no. I mean, it's creative. I mean, the guy. I mean, Bleach. Oh, Bleach, Bleach, Kubo. kudo, He's wasn't you know super popular at the end, but he's probably got enough clout to say. My new series is gonna be whatever I want it to be, and if you know if it fails, it yes. fails.
1: But why just go straight into a sequel series? I don't know. My feeling is is that he's not the greatest writer in the world, but he is a pretty competent artist. Yeah. So he should probably work with someone else for his strengths. Yeah. Illustrate, don't write. So I
0: will miss Toriko a lot. It, I will it, miss Toriko a lot. It is. Unique, and it is not something easily replaced. I mean, it's up. It's. It's Fist of the North Star, it's JoJo, there's those three series... Yeah, the Grappler backing that, all this that, kind of crazy stuff. And it's just not popular very much anymore, and it's just... It, it's a shame. It's not going to be replaced anytime soon. I, I really hope the creator comes back with something else. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's ended in a satisfactory way uh, to, the best of, uh, to the best of the author's ability, yeah. and I respect that.
0: It seems like he ends it, it's, it does seem like he ends it on his terms, so... Definitely. it's probably better than most.
1: Yeah. And that about wraps up the news. Um, I have one very brief thing to talk about before getting into the detailed rounds for Shonen Jump in 2000 AD. Um, earlier this month, I went to the Thought Bubble Convention in Leeds, which is the best comic book convention in the world. Absolutely adore it. Great stuff. Um get to see all my small press friends and everything there. One of the things that was being shown this time, however, was the a, a rough cut of the Strontium Dog fan film Search and Destroy. Uh, this is being produced by the same group of people who produced a Judge Dredd film called Judge Minty a few years ago. Uh, what was interesting about that Minty film is it was not based on anything in particular Uh, It was only based on, like, a a, a one-shot story of Dread years ago, which introduced the concept of The Long Walk.
0: Right. Minty was the the showcase character who was sent on The Long Walk.
1: They were allowed to go absolutely crazy on that film because it wasn't being based on anything. Um, And to be fair, they chose a pretty good one with Strontium Dog because Strontium Dog can be very episodic. Right. So they can do basically whatever they want. It is a typical Strontium Dog storyline. Johnny and Wolf go on a search and destroy mission for uh, some kind of neo-fascist and there's like a fight and everything. And it's only 20 minutes long, um, but it's a pretty, it's a pretty great little. So so you saw the whole whole thing is. I saw the whole film in a rough cut. So they haven't done the special effects finalized yet. Uh, uh most of the special effects were done one or two things like um kidney makes a brief cameo and they've just got uh, a picture of the actor's face tape to uh, on yeah, straps of the leg uh it's, that's not been finalized yet um mcnulty's yes. head deformity looks a bit strange um uh, there's a couple of scenes where johnny's eyes don't look quite right i think they're being finalized and there's also um, a giant monster, a giant alien monster in one scene that um, didn't look quite finished yet. As a as a but CG model, it has a CG model in it, but it's it it looks kind of you know like Untexted. third level. It it's not been textured Unleaded. properly just yet. Yes, they're probably working on yeah.
0: like it's uh, shaders and such to make it blend yeah. with the
1: scene. But from what I saw from that 20 minutes, it was it was pure. Uh, Strontium Dog Um, who was present in that screening as well was John Wagner Uh. John Wagner was in the screening at the same time he gave it an absolute applause at the end, he loved it he thought it was spot on and he highly recommends um, when it comes out online that everybody watches it it's really 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 rather good one particular thing i would mention though is the um the guy who plays johnny's great he nails johnny in this kind of particular era right early strontium dog um but the best bit is the guy who plays wolf he i didn't think it'd be possible for a guy to do a character as caricaturish as wolf in live action and make it feel right. Yeah,
0: I will say I saw. A, I, saw a, I saw a still photo with with uh, Wolf and Johnny. I didn't think Wolf looked great, but uh, I, if you're saying it it looks a lot better in motion, I'll believe you.
1: It's not. He doesn't just look better. He he acts the role perfectly. He's absolutely hilarious in it. Talks about his happy stick a lot. Talks about the happy stick a lot, uh, and he says that with like a, a kind of semi straight face. So, it, you know, it, it, it's all great. It's really, really, really recommended. Uh, the creators have said that when they finish up with it, they're open to the possibility of doing a third and final 2008D fan film. Nemesis. And, well, that was my suggestion, but everybody just looked to me like I was fucking crazy. Well, because, uh, I, uh, well, yeah, and clearly you, you, Rogue Trooper. Well, Rogue Trooper was the general consensus. I was the the, the divergent one. I also suggested a stop motion ABC Warriors, but uh. <laughs> dig up Ray Harryhausen and get that done. But no, uh, when it comes out online, Search and Destroy really recommended. Really, really recommended.
0: Well, that sounds awesome. I'll definitely be keeping a closer eye on it. For some reason, the I, I've not had this on my radar as much as I had the Judge Minty film. So,
1: mm. well, what did you think of the Minty? film? I thought it
0: was great. I thought it had, had two problems. I think I had with the movie. I think it had to do with uh, kind oh. of the ending. I, I haven't watched it in a while. I can't remember. All I know is I was, mm. was I was bothered by like one character, like, but I can't really. Re- it was like one of the. Yeah. It's like one of the bad. Uh, Criminals, I think one
1: he, of the mutants,
0: yeah, yeah. let go or something, or okay. turned on him. I can't. I got to rewatch the movie, but overall, I thought it was
1: excellent. It is um, the the thing to remember with these kind of things is they are non for non fan films, so
0: not everything's going to be perfect. But
1: no. they got the
0: uniforms down, they got the 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 setting as well as they could. It's, yep.
1: It's yeah. It's, it was. All that carries all that carries over into Search and Destroy, yeah. so CG, you'll be glad to know. The CG work was way better than expected. So Yeah, same. It, it, there, was, there was one thing that kind of bugged me about the film, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it uh, as and when you see it. But it's, um, it, it, it's just kind of one of those weird, coincidental, you know, stripped things. But for, for, for a 20-minute film, it was inevitable something that something would have to be cut. Mm. So, it's, it, you know, it, you'll see it eventually. Did it involve time travel? It, it should have done. <laughs> that would have made sense. But um, sadly, no. All right. But no. So, what else that's did you destroy? Did you do anything else in Thought Bubble? Thought uh, Bubble, I got to meet a bunch of really great 2000 AD creators. Rob Williams for the third year in a row. Great guy, such a great guy. Uh, Keith Burns, who worked on the recent Johnny Red reboot. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Uh, got to meet Boo Cook. Mm-hmm. Great guy. He talked about a lot about Elephant Man there. Uh, Leah Moore, uh, Alan Moore's daughter, but more famously to 2000 AD readers. One of the the great writers for uh, Anderson right now. She also did Black Shuck. Right.
0: Um, Her Anderson's really good.
1: Not so much Black Shuck. I I deliberately ignored Black Shuck (laughs) when I was asking about um, what she was working on next. Oh, she also worked on Storm Warning, which as a reread, I really liked Storm Warning as a whole. Okay, cool um it just didn't work too well as a, as a monthly i'm sure i'll patch it together one of these
0: days and take another crack at it i mm. i thought it, it i thought it started weak but ended okay so i'll believe it I, mm-hmm. and honestly i didn't have as much problem with the story it was the art that really kind of let the whole thing down
1: yeah and also talk about the art tom foster was there tom foster's a great guy he did a great dirty frank sketch for me um He's he's just a great dude. I'm really looking forward to seeing more of his stuff. Um, got to see Disraeli and Ian Red Ian Edgington Ian Edgerton and Disraeli at this point have almost made it a running gag of them saying, Oh, we're not going this year, we're not going this year, we're not going this year and then the week before a table mysteriously becomes vacant and they go, Oh look, we can make it now. It's almost become a, a running gag now. It's just kinda like, Yeah, sure guys, see you this year. Um, they're they're great. It's always great to see Disraeli just working at something or whatever. He was working on a um, helium page when I was there, so more helium. We can expect more helium soon. Um, what else was there? Oh, there was just a bunch of really great. There. John Wagner got to talk to John Wagner Any, about. And word on Stickleback? Uh, no word on Stickleback. I didn't want to push it, but um, honestly, we're getting helium. I'm I'm just satisfied. <laughs> Um got to talk to John Wagner about his football sci fi series, Rock of the Reds. Um, loving that. Wait and it's great where, to just where is that? Rock of the Reds is done by Blackheart Press. Um, I'm you've not heard of this yet? I have not. It's four issues in and it is amazing. I don't think it's available digitally though. You might just want to check that. Okay. Them. And so it's like it's what. a local UK comic? It is a local UK comic, which is really exciting because it means that there's the possibility of there, you know, being more of this. Wasn't that we the just publisher
0: a... that did, um, um monsterology? No, no,
1: that's Renegade. Oh, okay. Yeah, Renegade does a lot of Gordon Rennie's um, um, creator-owned stuff. Um, didn't uh, Rennie wasn't there, sadly. Um, I, I think he'd made plans to, but he wasn't. Henry Flint wasn't there. He was originally supposed to, and he even had the. Tech- with his name on it but he didn't that's unfortunate and he, he didn't turn up and I was just kind of like oh Henry Flint I, I wanted to get a complete run of Dark Judges drawn by him I got Mortis last year and I wanted to get Fear this year but it's going to have to wait now yeah um, uh, who else was there Peter Dorothy and Dylan Tegu what um, the heck is just, up to Dorothy is doing a lot of colouring work apparently he's been in 2000 AD a lot over the last couple of years but only as a colorist. I see uh tegu is another guy who just doesn't do enough of his own stuff calls a lot the guy is an absolute legend he's so good um who else was there chris weston Mm -hmm. great great chris weston and um, hopefully uh, indigo prime
0: will be back at some point
1: yes um i think john smith was uh, was actually thinking of going but he didn't in the end so that was a shame I think that's pretty much most of the 2008 AD team that was there. Um, certainly had the most fun with um, John Wagner, who had, had the Search and Destroy screening. Was, he, he loved it. He's, he was grinning from ear to ear by the end of it. It's clearly such a joy for him to finally see his favourite 2008 AD strip um, you know, in live action. That's great stuff. It, it's a great con. It's one of my favorite cons. I'm not a big fan of these big, you know, uh, MCM uh, Comic Cons. I guess the equivalents over the air would be New York Comic Con, the LA Comic Con.
0: So you didn't take the train down to Greece to see Eric Larson? Ah, I wanted
1: to. Was he? Was it Greece or was it Paris he was in? Oh, he, he was in Paris too. He's going to another one in Greece. He's going to Athens Con. I, I I actually suggested to Larson that he should do um, the Fort Bubble Con because that would probably be a good fit. It's a perfect fit for him,
0: absolutely. We can finally meet John Wagner. We can finally get that drug, 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 Dragon crossover I always wanted.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I you, or, or or at least a Savage Dragon Elephant Man crossover. Put him on the table with Boo Cook. That'll work. That would that would be great. I'd love to see Larson come over here for something like that. I'd love to see a load of the image crew come over for something like this. I think Otley would love it. I think Kirkman would certainly love it. Um, I think Fiona Staples or Brian K. Vaughan would love it. I feel like Michelle Fife might have been at one of those one of these years. I'd be so gutted if I'd been in the same room as Fife and I hadn't been able to shake his hand. What a dude. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised Paul Grist never goes. Paul Grist in the in, in the twelve years Four Bubbles been running, Paul Grist has never been, and this is a con that he would absolutely love. Yeah, yeah. Paul Grist's quite elusive, so that's a shame. But anyway, best con in the world. I, I, you've been to a few cons this year, I think. I I been, mean, yeah, I see. I've been to one con. It was my first. Okay. And it was, that was uh, your first con. Wow. I've never been to a I've never been to a
0: comic book con before. I'd only been to one sci fi con previously. Okay. Um, it was it was Boston Comic Con and was kind of it was an experience. I don't think I'd call it fun though. Oh, that's a shame. It was kind of it was very crowded and very cramped and.
1: Was it one of the like bigger, more commercial ones? No,
0: that was the thing. It wasn't really one of the more commercial ones, but it also wasn't one of the more like indie
1: ones. It was kind of in the middle. That's a that's a weird one because. Thought Bubble is purely indie. Right. I mean, you will have artists who have worked on like Marvel and DC stuff there, but they won't be pitching their Marvel or DC stuff. They'll be there showing their creator-owned works, their web comics, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's nothing from Marvel or DC there. It's all 2000 AD will, image. I
0: I I I didn't really look really hard, but it seemed like there wasn't a lick of 2000 AD or even British in general at that
1: con. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> and it, i mean i'm not a fan of the london or the manchester major cons it, just because as you say they're crowded yeah uh football doesn't have that problem because it's set in like a museum ah there's like there's like one building at the museum and there's a second building at the museum and they're both split in there and they also set up this colossal TP between them so you don't have to st- if, if one building's too crowded for you you just go to another one and come back later it, it, it all works out. It's a really good format. They've been keeping it going for ages, and it is it's it is the best con. So this, not saying, this con
0: has been going on for a while. Uh, at least ten years, Because yeah. I'm only really familiar with Thought Bubble via the uh, one-shot comics they put out to go with the con. Yes.
1: Yeah. The, 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 those were the ones with the weird Elephant Man dread crossovers. Yes. Yes. And it, it's a great con. It really is. And, Yeah and I'd, I'd definitely boost it for anybody who's visiting the country in November. Just <laughs> good to know. Great place. Right, That basically wraps up what I've been doing recently. The Wheatler Shonen Jump section of the series. We're briefly going to cover Torrico. We've already kind of gone into a little bit of depth, but uh, Jim, do you have any more words to say?
0: Um, to- in, Relation to Torco or anything else? Yep. Oh, no, just in relation to Toriko. Okay. Um Torko has been excellent these last few weeks and months. Um, this final battle has been to quote unquote say epic. Yep. Um and the nice thing about it is there's all this like history coming out of the woodwork to it all with Toriko and Starjune being brothers and I guess it would it would be um was Attica, or uh, yeah, I see it, is their father, and that all, it all it, even though it all kind of comes out in the eleventh hour, it still feels like something that it's been being alluded to. Um, it's like it, it, mm. it's a natural progression of the story arc they've been telling
1: this whole time. Yeah, it's not a complete left field, um, uh, um event, right. And it it actually just feel like it's boiled over. Yeah.
0: And I feel like Neo as a, as the villain, as like the, the, the completely out of control appetite slash gourmet cell demon, something that has been in the background of the series since the beginning, um, Mm. is a logical, uh, is the logical conclusion of this series.
1: Yeah, you're right there. It, it really does feel like it's been um, properly, you know, pulled out. It just feel like it's worked, uh, worked to its, all its advantages. The, the final fight with Neo has basically been balls to the wall, mad. It's it, it, it's had absolutely no fear of just doing whatever the hell it wants to. Yeah. Um, and the way the. It does feel. Uh, d- Sorry, go on. I'm just.
0: I was about to say the way the Earth absolutely gets pummeled during this fight, makes, yeah. makes the whole thing feel like it's as big as it's presented.
1: Absolutely, it's it's absolutely ballsy, crazy, mad, um, really well illustrated at times. Um, uh, the only thing I would have is it's it's been a little kind of you know typical. We don't want to kill off these characters. Yeah. I think I think the only fatality at the end of the day was the the Snake King. And who cares? And and and,
0: and uh, oh, uh,
1: Medora. Medora
0: sacrifices himself for the planet, I suppose. Yeah, ev-
1: even Stargun didn't properly die. That's right, he didn't.
0: Even though he sacrificed himself several several chapters ago.
1: Mm. Yeah, that was something that it's it's like the the, the one big glaring well, why didn't they do anything, is Zebra, Coco, and Sunny have done nothing. Seriously, Brunch did more. Brunch did more. Yeah, Brunch is cooler, though. Brunch Um, is cooler. (laughs) And it it all just does feel like kind of a sad shame that they didn't get to do more. Um, I will look forward to seeing whether they get a proper send-off in the last two chapters. Um, but as we speak, the, the the fight with Neo is concluded. Um, it's all wrapped up properly. Medora is dead. It's it's ended basically. Whatever, ha- unless something explosive happens in the next two chapters, um, it, we probably won't cover it next time. Um, one thing I really did get surprised though, was Neo didn't get properly killed. You're right. He didn't. He, he got, like, kind of subdued, and now he's all passive and friendly, and it, I, I have no idea what's going on there.
0: Is it? It's just Toriko's way to make peace and have a friendly meal with his enemies.
1: Now give them some food.
0: That That's the solution to every problem in this world. <laughs> well,
1: because then everything is made of food, that is invariably going to be the answer to everything. I mean...
0: This series never will pretend to be anything except a over-the-top, nonsensical fight manga, Yeah, and that's what it is in the end, and I think <clears> that's, you know, it, it never tried to be anything more than it was, and I think that makes it
1: genuinely endearing. Yeah, I, th- I think some people... Um, obviously, if this whole kind of genre is not for you, and Toriko didn't particularly click with you, that's fine. It's completely fine. Uh, I was happy to take Toriko as what it was, and it was always a lot of fun, uh, a lot of silliness, a lot of nonsensibility. But it was always an absolute blast to read. It was, it was pure popcorn reading didn't take a lot of effort, but it was always a lot of fun, and you could clearly tell that the author was having a blast, just having fun doing it, and that's what it's all about. There's nothing worse than reading a series where, obviously, the author just doesn't have any passion left, and he's just doing it for the money.
0: Yeah. it, it, it The passion is definitely here. You can feel it, that it's not trying to just go through the motions and shut everything down, close it up. It, it's definitely trying to go out with some sort of, like... Fin- uh, finite. Yeah. He's going all out at the end because this is, might be his last chance <laughs> to really wow people. Yeah. So
1: an eight-year run, though, is nothing to sniff at.
0: No, I mean it ran. It's going to run like 398 like ninety-eight chapters.
1: Not bad at all. Sadly, sadly can't get it rounded up to four hundred. But uh, yeah, I think that might
0: have to do with like how the the the, the Bonds the reprints ex- act yeah. sequenced. So. It, yeah, it, this like with comic books it's generally you, you don't because you got to do them in like when you when you print books you got to do them in like bundles of like 22 yeah or something along those lines I'm not actually sure what the numbers are but it's it, but always winds up being some some non uh, like 100 200 it's never those numbers it's always like hundred like 66 or like 182 or something yeah so
1: yeah that makes sense
0: That's that's just something that happens in publishing.
1: I'd be happy to see Toriko come back for like a, a, a mini series, like Naruto did. Mm. Just have like a, a small sequel series. It doesn't have to lead into a full-on monthly sequel. It can yeah. Just you know, be, be something small.
0: We'll see. We'll see if this series falls in the trap of its final chapter just being a bunch of Barudos.
1: I I don't think so. I don't think the I don't think it will kind of go that way. It, yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. It, it's, it's definitely not going to try and do a Bleach, where it's just kind of like, oh, look, I can do a Naruto as well. It's like, no, you can't. Yep, that's that. So, yeah,
0: Toriko, excellent. And the fact that I came into it late and I still enjoyed it to the end, a testament to its, its, its ultimate.
1: One. Absolutely. I need to go back and read all of it because I've still got a big chunk missing from somewhere that I think could really make me appreciate it a bit more. Um, on the flip side of that, talking about series going, we now have series coming. We've had two recent series on the JumpStart agenda, which is obviously where we get a preview of three new chapters. Um, one of these is Amalgam of Distortion, which is a really—it's a kind of supernatural series, sort of sort of
0: grim, kind of a Yu Yu Hakashiro moment in it.
1: That was the series that came to my mind. Yes, there's, there's a moment where the main character goes to save someone and turns out that they're a ghost, and now you're dead.
0: Now he falls in front of a train.
1: Yeah, that, I think that's the classic um, hakusho moment. But what did you think of the first three chapters? I mean, I think it's. I mean, it's it's got some cliches
0: going on. It's about high school, which is never good for me because I always no. find that's too limiting for a series. But it's got. Also got a imp, in, inserted, implanted, like, uh, super agent who's watching over this particular high school for some reason. Mm. And so they immediately make contact with the protagonist who has gotten their superpowers through some classic uh, nefarious ways like Cyborg 009 all the way back yeah. then. And now they've got to find a way to coexist even though they're at completely different odds.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> a classic <laughs> yeah.
1: story. Yeah, it, it, it kind of is playing it by numbers, where I think these three episodes excel is the art. Yes. That's definitely its strongest point. It's got some really freaky creatures. Yeah, it's kind right. of Tokyo Ghoul in a way. Mm. With, with all kind of the, the body horror and stuff. It's like even this, um, this colour page on the first chapter is really interesting. Um, I'd like to see it develop a little bit more, even though it is, you know, kind of playing it safe, playing it by numbers. I think it, Everybody's an archetype, but it's 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 not offensively bad or anything.
0: Yeah, I but, think of of like some of the more recent like jumpstarts, it's definitely got the most potential.
1: Yes, definitely. I, I don't know. I'd like to see more of it. It's really difficult to judge something off only three chapters, but I think what is on display is. Mm, fair enough. And it has, definitely... and it has not been picked up officially yet, as
0: it did sus- no. after three chapters. But they... I kind of suspect, I kind of suspect, with Love Rush gone, it might come back. Maybe, but then again, they got two more coming in, so maybe they'll hold off and see what the response, the, the how those ones do first.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's always really sad because the, the as great as the initiative is, uh, jump starts don't tend to last. We always seem to pick up the ones that get cancelled. Uh, like Hi Fi Clusters, uh, School Judgment, um, Love Rush. Uh, the only one that's really stuck is Black Clover. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's, so it's, okay. it's filling a very huge hole in the lineup.
1: Yeah, and, and that's fair enough. in
0: in, 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 in spectacular fashion.
1: Hmm. Well, there's, there, but there's been one that we previewed, but we haven't picked up, and that's that that's the, the High School Dance series. That's yeah, still going. It's still Going. Um, yeah, not only is it going it's getting an anime <laughs> Nice yeah yeah they they, they, they they messed up on that one yeah that uh, that should have been the quote unquote romantic comedy replacement And it still looks really cute. I mean I've not been reading it but wh- whenever something does crop up of like a chapter or a friend of mine's been reading it they always say it's it's just so nice. I guess basically you know, what I'm
0: saying is Amalgam distortion is better than red Sprite at the moment.
1: Amalgam of Distortion is better than Red Sprite, which is interesting because Red Sprite's inoffensive, uh, but it's not uh, excelling in any way. Um, Amalgam of Distortion at least has the really nice art, and it does have some interesting core conceits. Like I do, I do like me a good evil organization. Yeah, it, it, it might be cheesy, it might be a cliche, but I do like stories that have evil scientists in them. So it has that going for it, I guess. Uh, will it come back I don't know um, but it, it looks it looks nice so I, I hope it does well
0: and then we have spring weapon number zero a high school story about a, a mad scientist experiment and the the co- conveniently inserted government agent who, who they must come together at odds
1: and yeah. <laughs> This series is Mega Man Light. It, it's very Astro Boy. Is I yeah it's, that was the other one. Yeah, Astro Boy
0: Mega Man. It's it's definitely going for that. It's a comedy series, number one though. So it's 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 it. And in this case, the government agent is the main character, not the not the uh, the individual with powers. No. So it's it's they're almost like the 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 reverse of each other while still fitting the same mold, which I just found kind of funny.
1: Hmm. The parallels between the two are, you know, ridiculous. I did actually pick on that as well when chapter one of uh, Spring Weapon came out. I'm not sure where I stand on Spring Weapon, though. Amalgam is definitely my favorite of the two. Right. Spring Weapon, as a comedy, I don't find particularly funny. Yeah,
0: I've got two major problems with it. One is that Spring Weapon's design, while kind of cute, is kind of overt. I mean, he's very obviously not human, and they yeah. they they put a lampshade on the fact that the entire school doesn't notice this. Yeah, and it's kind of stupid, in not not the funny way. It, it, it's in the poorly thought out way. Um, yeah, it, it,
1: it, it's a, a non joke, but we're just supposed to go with it. Yeah, it definitely it has a One
0: Punch Man almost vibe to it. Just just how powerful this character is supposed to be. Yeah, and but it's not nearly as you know well.
1: No, nowhere near as good. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of a shame I, it's, it's got an interesting core concept and it could, do you know what the really disappointing thing about this is it's, it could have worked really well as a self-aware parody of the genre right and I'm, I'm yeah it, that's probably doesn't take
0: enough it doesn't take, en- take enough like pokes at itself to feel like it's gonna like have any legs because it feels like it's gonna just be kind of a rote situation comedy set in yeah. high school which, yeah. which there are billions of
1: well, the, but yeah, not only is the billions of them, but there's one in the Japanese jump right now called The Mishaps of Kusura Seiki. Um, it, it's about a kid who has psychic powers who could destroy the world if he wants to. Right. Uh, but he, he, he just doesn't because he suffers from, like, depression and he can't be bothered. <laughs> um, that series is really, really funny and really good in a in a kind of boba boba bo kind of bizarre way. Okay. Um, so it works. Um None of it's been translated, though. Well, okay, no, that's not true. There's two crossover chapters with Assassination Classroom, which
0: you can buy. Assassination Classroom did it differently.
1: Yes, that's another one. Um, Assassination Classroom works because the only bizarre character is the one who's in the position of power. So, does that whole kind of dynamic. Um, it, It works, but Spring Weapon sadly doesn't. Which is honestly the best thing I could say about it. It's not terrible. It doesn't offend me in any way. I just wish it was better.
0: Yeah, I don't expect to see it back.
1: No, I mean either. It's like the humor the Western fans just won't get.
0: Yeah, it's just it's. I guess it's just too it's too too straightforward, too easy. Yeah, it's just not not super interesting, which is unfortunate because it has a decent concept of the rebellious super robot. Built for evil, who says Nah? I just want to be a yeah. I'm not bothered. <laughs> yeah, that that is
1: an interesting concept, but it's just not executed. But, but, but then you just get
0: the the overeager, like full of himself, super agent who may or may not be actually good at his job. Yeah, he he, he just I don't know. It just doesn't quite work.
1: Yeah, that's a shame. It really could have been better, but it it just isn't. That's all I can say about it. Um, I, I I hope Amalgam comes back to see if it gets any better, but let's see where these next two series, you know, when that come in the next couple of issues work out. Could be good stuff. Yep. could be really good.
0: could stuff. be good. So that's it for the, the two, the, well, I guess the three weekly shown and jumps we're going to talk about. So now we're going to mm-hmm. talk about 2000 AD. Uh, we're going to put a little bit of emphasis, um, not so much on a single strip, but on a specific issue because, during this time period for this episode, a very momentous occasion occurred. 2000 AD has reached issue 2000, which is momentous for a lot of reasons, but mostly because now its issue number is the same as the title.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, if you just think about it, 2000 issues of anything is crazy. 2000 issues of a weekly British comic is, it's it's not a record keeper just yet. Obviously, the Dandy and the Eagle and the Beano are still above it. Um, but 2,000 issues for a sci-fi adult or... Well, mostly the Eagle lasts or, over 2,000 issues? Uh, uh, the original Eagle... I think the original Eagle was something like six or 7,000. Wow. It, it did go twice weekly for a point note.
0: Well, that, so. That'll do it then, okay. So it was like Commando. Well, no, Commando
1: only comes out four times a month. Yeah. Yeah. But um, um yeah, it, it, it the eagle was different for a while. The Beano was also fortnightly for a while, so it didn't. There's not as many issues of the Beano as there probably should be. So it
0: lost pace for a while.
1: It lost pages for a while. Kind, I mean, kind, that was of like,
0: the... kind of like how Action Comics went weekly for a while, so it kind of inflated its numbers as well.
1: Yeah, it is it, it, when it changes publication formats, it, it really just fudge the numbers up.
0: But two thousand AD has pretty much been steadily weekly, weekly its entire yeah. lifetime there's only been like a few changes like when they started doing the uh, the end of the year progs for three weeks instead of one yeah
1: but which is which but, is fine because because it means the editorial team gets a holiday so the page
0: content winds up being the same so
1: yeah plus it, it, all, plus, it all works out. yeah so
0: big momentous so instead of um, well, we were surprised last issue that all of the stuff that was ongoing was concluded by uh, in Prague 1999. Because I actually <laughs> thought they were all going to take a break, then do Prague 2000, then resume. Nope, it's a completely new lineup. Yep, completely new lineup. Um,
1: let me pull up the issue really quick. Well, we have a couple of one-shots, but there's there's three things from the um, Prague 2000 that get carried on. Well, two things that get <laughs> carried over. We have a Dread one-shot. Uh, a Nemesis to Warlock one-shot, a Rogue Trooper prequel to the ongoing series Hunted, an anderson pierce Division one-shot, a Sinister-Dexter one-shot, and the first installment of Counterfeit Girl, which we'll be talking more about in a bit. Um, so just going over everything that is in Prog 2000, what did you make of the Judge Dredd-Strontium-Dog crossover? First of all, I was surprised
0: by it. I did not actually expect to see both characters in the same strip. I, I only really expected to see Dredd. I, I knew it would be a, a Carlos and John Wagner strip, but mm-hmm. I guess it makes complete sense to do both. I'm mostly surprised because I thought 2000 at this point, I thought 2080 was trying to distance the fact that these two characters are implied to be in the same universe or at the yeah. same timeline. I thought they had tried to, like... Separate them and say, mm, "Deviant timelines. They've they've grown apart." But no, they're back together in a big way, actually, because they're pulling dread into the future to like do stuff, and they, they yeah. pull in a bit, a little bit of dread uh, past continuity to tie it all together.
1: Yeah, that was the best thing about it, I think, actually, because rather than it just being another Johnny in Mega City One setting, they actually brought Dread into the Trantendo world. That's a that was a pretty great flip on it, because we've already had two stories where Johnny's been in um, Dreadworld. Right. So, uh, Top Dogs with John Wagner, and Judgment Day with Ennis. Right. Um, so, having this one with Wagner once again back on it is really interesting. It, it, I think the most interesting continuity bit is this seems to follow on straight away from the last series of Strong Team Dog we had.
0: It does, because uh, it deals directly... Der- the, the, the two uh, Styx brothers... Are in it. Are yeah. in it. And now they're, so
1: my, my dream of one of them becoming the permanent
0: partner is now dead.
1: Yeah. That was the worst bit because I think, I think adding two sticks is to the, the to Johnny's gang was the most interesting development in Strunken dog in a long time. Right. Or um, sticks at least. Yeah. For the sticks. Definitely. Um, but, but this just doubled back on it straight away by, you know, all sticks are traitors. all sticks. are yeah, they're all bastards. Um, and as you say, it's brought on a little bit from Dread Law by featuring um, <laughs> numerous clones of Chief Judge Cal, <laughs> which I was not expecting. Yeah, it just it just raises so many questions. It does. About but the at this point, point I, <laughs> at this point, I've stopped questioning as far as Cal is concerned because Helter Skelter. So, yeah. Oh, that's right. He was the villain in Helter Skelter, wasn't he? Yeah, wow. Cal, Cal is a clusterfucker continuity at this point, so it's just best we don't mention him. It was like an alternate I, reality Cal. Oh yeah, there's loads of stuff like that. Um, there's also the Cal files where it was like, oh actually I think the Cal files ties into this because I, I believe at more than one occasion they've made allusions to the fact that there are embryos of Cal or something, or you know, Cal's sperm or whatever <laughs> being kept on ice. Uh, that explains where these guys came from.
0: I gotta say, the one thing about this story, as fun as it is, is I don't think Judge Dredd would go along with it as easily as, as easily as he does. Yeah. Johnny just shows up and say, "Hey, I need some help in the future," and he says, "Fine." Okay. Whatever. <laughs> okay.
1: You gotta go along with it, though. So, I think. I think it's a. It, I think the story could best be described as fan wank. Little, but that's not a bad thing, thing. But the good kind. It, the good kind. It, it. This is not the kind of thing that would be referenced in a major storyline in the future. It's. It's a one-shot special. You know they couldn't just leave Strontium Dog out of Prog Two Thousand. You couldn't do that. So you had to find a way to get them in together. Well, fine. Put them in together, and. I think it worked. It was a fun one-shot.
0: I mean, I suppose you could see this as like their final crossover because how it ends with Dread saying, do me a favor, in the future, stay in the future. Yeah. Maybe they'll never meet again.
1: Quite probably. This is, yeah. 2000 AD continuity is a mind fuck as it is, so... Somehow,
0: Nemesis, Dread, ABC Warriors, Savage, Rogue Trooper maybe...
1: I actually had this with a friend of mine the other day. Um, these kind of continuity crossovers are exactly why Indigo Prime was created. Mm. They exist to fix this shit.
0: <laughs> that'd be a, that'd be a good crossover. Have Indigo Prime show up in every strip in an issue. Fix- Basically. <laughs> um. So there's this. Uh, speaking of Nemesis, there's a one-off strip of Nemesis by Pat Mills and uh yes. and and uh Pat and uh Shoot Kevin O'Neill. Kevin O'Neill. Um, been a long time since Nemesis has been in the Prague. I feel like it's like I think it last was in the Prague in like two thousand one. Yeah, it's it, been it, a while. Maybe earlier. Um, this strip in particular didn't really feel like it added much. It just kind of reconfigured the ending of Nemesis.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, by putting Tokumada Ma- isn't imprisoned anymore. Right. But he gets locked in a time loop somehow, by the looks of it. So, it's... if I
0: remember correctly, he's like he's he's like like merged with with Nemesis ship and then like sent into space at the end of Nemesis. Yes. And so here he's separated from the ship, but somehow put he's back, gone back in time. Put, put him back in time and then put him into a time loop to like make his his like his experience like even more hell than it already was. Yeah, you know, It just kind of overall seems kind of unnecessary. Doesn't really add anything.
1: But again, Prog 2000, you can't just ignore Nemesis. Yeah. So, we, we don't know. I think for a one-shot it was fine, but I do think it raises more questions than not, because, well, let's put it this way. It closes one door by bringing Torquemada out of um, the, uh, the time loop. But it brings up more, because now that Torquemada's free... Nemesis doesn't have a proper conclusion, right? This one shot kind of, you know, I don't want to say takes a shit on what the the ending of Nemesis was, but it it certainly makes things more confusing. That's just from a continuity point of view. However, as a one shot story, was it enjoyable.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, like it, it's a it's a traditional Nemesis Torquemada story. Yeah, Torquemada's saying all aliens are deviants. Then Nemesis shows up and does
1: something like really blasphemous. They fl- oh yeah, he snorts his mother's ashes. Yeah,
0: and then the Nemesis like puts him in, in his place, and then it's over.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, I think that's kind of the thing. It, this was probably the best Pat Mills script I've read in a long time because it feels like classic Pat Mills, right? Yeah, it feels like classic Nemesis. Yeah, that, that, you could you it, you could cut this out and put it into book one, right? And it and it would fit. Yes, yeah, definitely more book one than the others. Hmm. And I think that's great. Uh, even even the dialogue was perfect. I mean, it's like Mother's Ashes in the Nosebag of the Arch Deviant is classic, you know, kind of punk 2000 AD uh, babble, And it's it's just, it's just great. Kevin O'Neill is amazing. Oh, he is. He is one of the best. He's, yeah. We're, let's remember, this was the one guy who got banned from working in America. <laughs> um, he was too good. He was too good, indeed. It's, ah. Oh. Love it, absolutely love it. As um, a one shot, I cannot fault it. it if this was like a, an ongoing thing, if this was uh, Nemesis Book Eleven, then I would have trouble with it. But it's it's okay, it's fine as a one shot.
0: Yeah, this one shot is Book Eleven.
1: Oh God, <laughs> do you remember when uh, Zenith got a one shot in two thousand and five? I do. Yeah, and that was like, that was the epilogue that was originally supposed to be Zenith Book 5, but instead all we got was that one shot. This seems to be like a reoccurring thing with popular series in 2008. Well, they don't get. It's
0: because the people who work on them are doing their own thing. Yeah. Although, yeah. I...
1: I, I know Steve Yorwell would be up for more Zenith.
0: Yeah, but we know how it happens when the artist becomes the writer. Oh, God, yeah. You know, questionable results at
1: best. Yep. But no, that was uh, that was Zenith. Uh next thing that came up was a prologue to Hunted. Um the late, was
0: the latest Rogue Trooper strip, which Hunted itself is actually its name. It's not Rogue Trooper Hunted, so it's we'll talk about no. that later. But uh um, Yeah. This this but, this this Gordon Rene, Richard Elson like lead in was a yeah. pretty good return not only of Rogue, who we haven't really seen in a while. No. But the Trader General as well. Which I haven't read Rogue Trooper in a while. I could have swore that story was done, done, but I guess I, not. I'm
1: pretty sure it was as well. Maybe this is uh, this is kind of the feeling I'm getting with Hunted. It's being done from a different perspective. Yeah. Or in at least in a decompressed way.
0: Yeah. But but yeah, the, this whole thing uh, brings back the Traitor General. Who was always Rogue's initial nemesis? Which a lot of people say that once the tr- the, the Rogue the, the traitor General was removed, Rogue kind of became aimless. Yeah, that's going on. So maybe this is like 2080s way of trying to like reinvigorate Rogue himself by bringing back his primary antagonist. Yep, in a more in and in bringing back his primary antagonist in a more direct fashion because previously he was more behind the scenes, mm-hmm. where now he's a right proper zombie fied fucker.
1: Yeah, yeah. The trader general in this one shot is really interesting. I I don't quite understand. I know he the, the 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 one shot opens with him having been captured by a Souther squadron, and um, was it Souther or was it North? I'd, no, they're, they're Southers.
0: They're, they're Southers.
1: And um, but he's he's wearing a disguise for some reason. They don't seem to know who he is. Um, so why he's in the enclosure? I'm not sure. And, um, I don't know, he just goes on a killing spree, and it just kind of feels like an exposition dump. The whole prequel to Hunted was an exposition dump.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really feel like a celebration of the character, I suppose, like no. some of the other strips in this book. It definitely feels more like a, hey, we gotta get this in here somewhere. We need yeah. we need rogue representation, toss it in.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is it is true. And, uh, I I kind of wish it was better, but Hunted as a strip, as we'll get into later... Uh, improved a great deal after this. Mm. So, I'm fine with that. I gotta say, Uh, this
0: Anderson side division strip, I did not care for. You didn't care for it? I mean, it's okay, and David Roach is a great artist, but...
1: David Roach is a great artist.
0: He probably should have got some character design guides from uh, people who have worked
1: on Anderson in the last ten years. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't look like she's um, 22 anymore. Mm. Yeah, that's a... one thing I really did like, and I know it's a really, really geeky thing to have, is the old Anderson PSI Division logo. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's really cool. The logo's actually pretty nice. As, a um, as And as you say, Roach is a, a really great artist. His death is awesome.
0: Yeah, okay, that
1: was another, like, like, Strodium Dog showing
0: up. I didn't expect to see death. So I appreciate death being represented in this book as he should be.
1: Hmm. And it wasn't real death anyway, so there's no kind of, oh, but I'm sick of the dark judges. It's just kind of, shut up, it's a 2005 issue. We, we can't not have a 2005 issue without death. Uh, but no, like, I liked it. I think there's not an awful lot to say about it. It's just another Anderson nightmare story. Right. Uh, with really nice art, but as you say, Roach sh- should... I kind of got the feeling that this was actually set in the past, hence the old logo. You
0: know, it could be. It very well could be. I don't know enough about early Anderson to, like, know what her supporting cast was at the time.
1: Hmm. Oh, I'm pretty sure we've never seen this other woman before. Ah. Fairly certain we've never seen her. But, um, yeah, it's there's just so many female side judges. It's And that's not even me, like, trying to be a sexist or anything by saying oh there's so many female characters like there are literally so many interchangeable yeah i think it's female side judges yeah the implication there is kind of weird
0: in that i I guess it kind of makes sense that maybe women are more inclined to psychic power Mm -hmm. i think that might be the implication i guess that's fine but they are sort of interchangeable because you had like basically they were all replacements for anderson when they couldn't use anderson
1: yeah yeah and there's only really five core ones, yeah. if that. And, and uh, all the all, all the others are red shirts.
0: Yeah. Um. I've always kind of had the idea that side division never really pays off for Justice Department. It's always kind of just there, and it never really does it yeah. really great for the. City. <laughs> My theory always was there's only like there should only be like ten actual side judges,
1: and only th- they really they really should be less of them.
0: Yeah. And there there should only be like three of them who are actually good at what they do. Yeah, the rest yeah. have like questionably
1: useful powers. It it is a saturated aspect of Justice Department at this point, where there's always some random side kicking about, but they, they never do their job properly. Is that would make a really interesting storyline in future though, if there was like some kind of mini day of chaos, but only for side judges. Just
0: pare them down a bit.
1: Yeah, just whittle it down to a very very few of them. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but this this one shot was pretty cool. I noticed it was all in pencils as well, so no ink. Yeah, it looks lo- it looks lovely. But uh, but no, that's Anderson PSI division. Uh, next came up is a personal favorite of yours, Sin Dexter.
0: Yep, and this was another strip that felt more like uh, oh, we got a Sin Dexter strip in the drawer, just toss it in. Got to represent the nineties.
1: Um, I, I thought I thought this was a good no, one. It's show.
0: a good Sinister Dexter story. I'm just not sure if it's like a celebration of like Sinister Dexter or like the 90s or something. Mm. Um, because this actually moves the whole plot line of them being forgotten at the end of the last storyline forward. They're yeah. forgotten, but their car is not. Yeah. And that creates like a paradox in people's memories. Yep. And that's kind of cool, actually. That's a really clever way to... Like the important people in their lives now have a way in to remember who they are. Because the one thing I really hated about this whole everyone forgot us thing
1: is that Tracy doesn't remember uh mm. Sinister. I mean Dexter. we well, should never doubt Dan Abnett. He always has a plan. Yeah. I'm sure it'll turn out just fine. I really, really like this one shot. Um really glad to see more Sin Dexter ever since I came over to being a fan of it.
0: I love that um, I love that guest Simon Davis
1: panel too. Oh, yeah, that, that's great. I always love it when that happens, um, when they do a small collaboration. But, yeah, it's good. It's good. Basically, as you say, it does just push the the um, Sinister Dexter story form. the plot forward. I'm sure yes, we'll see it four does. chapters
0: of but to, to end the year, and then we won't see it again for a year.
1: I want to have um, either Tom Foster or Mark Sexton do more, though, because, oh, my God, the art is so good. This is the guy who's doing Wacky Raceland, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. He's a good choice. Very good, very good. Syndex is great. And then finally, we'll probably talk in more depth
0: actually, about the. Actually, the... we can go right into talking about it. the final strip in the in Prague 2000 was the brand new to represent the future of 2000 AD, Counterfeit Girl by Peter Milligan, returning to 2000 AD for the first time. Hooray! In the world. Drawn by Rufus Deglow, who also returning after. Hooray! <laughs> uh, it's a. Counterfeit Girl is so good. It's very 2000 AD. Um, it's very unique. It's about a woman who basically creates new identities for people by changing not only their identity, but their genetic code so that they can pass through, like, sensors and whatnot. So they can just take over other people's lives. You know, it's kind of like uh, if. Uh, no, I, I won't say that. But um, no, oh, were you gonna make a Matrix joke? No, no, I was gonna, th- I was gonna throw uh, sexy ostriches under the bus again. Oh god!
1: Oh, I, I, I completely erased sexy ostriches from my mind. So, <laughs> oh, the parallels are coming up now, though. Counterfeit Girl is American Reaper done right, though.
0: It is about identity theft and identity change, and of course, this main, the main character. Uh, what's she going by now?
1: Oh she goes under several names in this name so we'll just we'll just call her Counterfeit girl.
0: Okay. Counterfeit girl is she's she's of course being dealing in illegal technology. She's always under, you know, under threat of being caught by super corporations that rule this mm-hmm. this this twisted nightmare dystopia cyberpunk world. Mhm. Um
1: Oh, it's very punk. When you say cyberpunk, it is the definition of punk. Mm. This is Rufus Dayglo we're talking about. He doesn't mess around. He does not. Very. No, he does not. It's, it's beautiful. I know you're a big Dayglo fan. I am. Um,
0: I, I, I became a fan on when he was doing his Tank Girl stuff and have enjoyed most of what he does from there. Uh, he's just he's just his inking is just super like detailed. He 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 just pounds a lot. He gets a lot out of
1: panels. It's detailed, but it's loose, so it doesn't feel you know dense at all. Yeah, him. So,
0: uh, him and like PJ. a uh, uh, Holden. Holden, they got this. They got this down. Oh, absolutely. That it looks. It'll look good in color, and it'll look good in black and white. You you barely have to do anything to it.
1: Yeah, it's it's just so good. Um, I'm really liking this whole intrigue thing because obviously, uh, in recent chapters, um, we've begin to question who our main character is. Just, she's she's changed her identity so many times, not even she really really knows. And um it's just all going sour. It's one of those classic two thousand AD stories where nothing goes right for the main character. Yeah, she, She's also contracted this um virus infected persona. Right. It, which is uh oh. In her in her rush to escape
0: her latest pursuers, she grafts a new identity to herself in haste, which has like a genetic disease like like grafted to it, and so she's Basically on a clock to death, in order to find out how to cure herself before she has to she's dying basically before she has to give herself up to her enemies to to have some chance. She's definitely been put into a tight corner, and she's running out of options.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. Really good stuff.
0: Yeah,
1: and the latest Um, the
0: latest twist uh, in the latest chapter definitely just. Blows open the floodgates of what the fuck is going on. Yeah. So, <laughs> Who is this? So many, so many like character like motivations all colliding at once.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's really good stuff. Um, I'd really recommend people picking up Property Two Thousand just to get into this for a start. Good stuff. Really good. Uh, well, that about wraps up the in detail stuff. We're going to progress into the lightning round. Yep. Um, starting off with weekly Shonen Jump, and the first title on the list is My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia. I'm um, theme... surprised the
0: outcome of this li- this uh, this preliminary this uh, provisional licensing exam. Uh yeah. Um, I kind of knew that most of the class was going to have to get their license to like progress. Yeah. Forward. Even okay. though they made a big deal about only like so many people get their license. Mm. But I was surprised at who didn't.
1: And it was... that, yeah, that was interesting. Um, all the way through this storyline, I really liked the um, further development for Todoroki and his relationship with Endeavor. I really like how Endeavor is being built up as this really like everybody hates him. Everyone hates Endeavor. Everyone hates Endeavor, and rightly so because he is an awful individual.
0: And the, and the Quite... best, the best, most recent part is when All Might's out of the picture, and he finally has to step up to be number one. And he's terrified.
1: Yeah. He's not good at it. He's not good at it at all. He's good at fighting crime, but he's not good at being a hero. Um, In fact, he's not good at being a decent human being. I mean, he he (laughs) he friggin' bred his kid. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's horrible. He's horrible. To to try to
0: make a successor, he chose his wife specifically to make a powerful kid. Yeah.
1: He's, (laughs) he's, he's, He's. he is a douchebag, but I really liked this Shiketsu High kid, the Inasa one. Yeah, he he. The one that looks like Jorto, Jorto. Yeah, <laughs> he idolized Endeavor, and Endeavor was a dick to him. And then he idolized Todoroki, and Todoroki was a dick to him. So now he's got this massive revenge revenge boner <laughs> going on. It's ah, uh, it's it's a really interesting way to contrast your main characters with. Uh, story art characters. Um, uh, uh, oh, also, Bakugo didn't get it. Yeah. Which I am, which I am not surprised at all about because Bakugo was horrible through all the way through it. Yeah. He.
0: Uh...
1: There's, there's even this. Yeah. There was just this one bit where people were, like asking him for help because they were wounded, and as oh god, please help us, and Bakugo's just kind of like, your legs are fine, do it yourself. He's. I, I, I had this actually early with somebody I was talking to. He 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 considers Bakugo to be the Sasuke of the series, right? Um, whereas Sasuke was just kind of angsty for the sake of being angsty. I like the fact that Bakugo is horrible for the sake of being horrible because he's spoilt as fuck. He's I just, he's just so I, smug about himself. Yeah, he's self centred, and him failing was great. Um, we had a couple of great action sequences with this. There was a simulated terrorist attack with Gangorka coming back, um, and is fucking terrifying.
0: Lisa, well, he's, 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 he's a black, he's blackfish. He's a killer whales are dangerous. Killer whales
1: are terrifying. I mean, he paralyzes most of these kids. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's really good stuff. Really good. The action sequences are really great. Um, Frog Girl and Tailman get some good moments. Um, if, yeah, amazingly, Frog Girl actually gets to do something. Um, it, it's just good. It's just really good. I really liked the reveal because I had these concerns about the Shiketsu High Girl. Yeah, the, the most recent. The most recent chapter. Yeah, the cliffhanger because I was just kind of yeah. Like, I figured she, she had a similar personality to um, Toga anyway. Right. And I was kind of like, oh, don't, don't go for another girl who's kind of like masochistically attack, um, attracted to, to Midoriya. Nope, it's uh, the
0: same one.
1: It's the same one. It turns out her power is like some kind of transformation. Yeah, she can like shapeshift if
0: she's got like a drop of their blood. Yeah, that was a really good reveal. Ooh,
1: whose blood did she get
0: at the end there? She got she got Midoriya's. Oh, it's Midoriya. Okay, himself. Yeah. She's going to have fun and he turns into an ordinary person.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of my thing about it. I also, she also got um, Uraraka's blood and because we've got this whole kind of romantic kind of subtext going on between Midori and Uraraka I'm wondering if All right. Kohei's going to have a bit of fun Sco- messing around with that. that. Up. Yeah. I'm also kind of concerned about this Shiketsu girl. Like, is she dead or something? See, that was the big question. I kind of we, was... We've never met her before, right, so, so have they, like, kidnapped and murdered
0: her or what? That's a bit of a hang- hanging plot thread, isn't it?
1: Yeah. But then again, I wouldn't doubt it with these guys. They've murdered people and children indiscriminately before now. They're, they're some pretty awful bad guys.
0: I'm just glad they're back in the story, because I think they're the important ones to, like, keep driving things forward. It is.
1: And it is good that they are driving it home. I mean, as much as I like in Black Clover, what they're doing with two different villain factions, right. it is nice to have, you know, just a small group of bad guys that are getting really well detailed. Yeah. I know you've not. I know you've not read the most recent chapter. Most most recent one. Fifty Yeah, in uh, issue fifty. Okay. That's another really good one that focuses on the villains. Okay. It's,
0: it is it, really good because I, it, it, Just talking about Black Clover because that's next on our quickfire yeah. round. Um, I did feel that Asta might have got his arms fixed a little bit too quickly. Oh yeah, that that was dealt with really. That was quick. dealt with pretty easily. He didn't even have a recovery phase. He was just, hey, let's go.
1: there they go. They're fine. No, Night Clover's pretty interesting right now. Um, I really, it never occurred to me that the witches would be like a completely separate thing to. Yeah. Uh, Wizards, like wizards, you can have either male or female wizards, but witches are an exclusively female,
0: yeah, like
1: race. The witches
0: are kind of, I don't know, they're kind of one-dimensional right now. They're kinda as as an uh, as an isolated group. They're just kind of, I don't know, they're not very the same. I
1: don't know. It's kind of interesting.
0: I, 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 I guess it does make sense that they would be like one of the first like isolated groups that the Emerald Eyes would come like smash into the ground. So, oh, so yeah. they wouldn't be a threat later.
1: Yeah, it, it also seems. I don't know what's going on, but the, the 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 Diamond Kingdom and the Eye of the Midnight Sun both turn up at the same time.
0: I and rather is what I meant. Ra- yeah
1: yeah rather than tearing chunks out of each other, Diamond Kingdom just seems to be sitting there going, nah. well we'll we'll wait till it's our turn to enter the plot. <laughs> See. I don't know, it's cool. It's nice to see um Daenerys though. <laughs> the Dragon Girl's back for right. some reason. I guess they've got to go for all three of those guys before they can see the light guy again. That's how it works. Yeah, of course. You get
0: taste of the big bad, now you gotta kill all his lieutenants.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's see where it goes. I think he'll be interesting at least. It's Black Clover continues to be a, a fun fantasy series, if it is still by numbers. Mm.
0: Next up, Ruby or R W B Y, depending
1: on who you the are. Reference. It's it's fine. Okay, I, it lo- it's fine. Looks okay. Overall. I I like the look of it. I think it looks really nice. So we're only two chapter, three chapters in. It's just two, three chapters in so far. Yeah. It's
0: I don't know. I I, I I just haven't. There's no. I haven't got hooked by it yet. There's no. No. i haven't There's no hook yet for me.
1: I'm confused as to whether it's supposed to be in continuity with the web series or whether it's supposed to be like a completely alternative universe kind Transformers
0: of thing. UK scenario.
1: Yeah, I, I have no idea what's going on with it, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, it's, it's weird that Viz have managed to get their hands on it. I wonder what the, the like the the, the the licensing for this kind of thing is because you would have thought there would be an American comic first, but the, there isn't. It's just gone, you know, apparently the, the web series is really big in Japan. Yeah. So obviously my best choice Shuei-
0: is whoever owns the rights to the, to the web series sold the rights to whoever owns jump in Japan. Should, uh, should, mm-hmm. Sh- Sh- or whatever the pronoun. Oh, Shueisha. Shueisha. Yeah. And so now it's part of their stable and then they license it back to Viz. Somehow. That's really weird. Yeah.
1: It's really strange. Um, As for the strip itself, it's pretty action sequences. Yeah. The art is nice. It
0: it opened up with the main character fighting a bunch of werewolves that may or may not have been the future or a dream. So it kind of. Yeah, yeah, that was confusing. It seems like the, the primary idea behind the series is that were creatures are out there, and so these huntresses and hunters are trained to fight them. And that's sort of like the whole thing.
1: It's Harry Potter, but a manga.
0: And, and they use, like, wicked-ass scythes that are yes. also guns.
1: Oh, God, it's Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, God. I don't know. This could go either way. I think it is visually very pleasing, so I'm okay with that. Um, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. It, it could be great, could be awful. Yeah. I'm not sure. Too there's
0: early. a lot of it and I'm sure it's not going away anytime
1: soon. So, no, it isn't. It's not it's, it's not being introduced as a provisional period. It's in to stay. Yeah. Uh
0: One Punch Man. Yeah, One Punch Man is currently doing what it does best well, it's doing what it when it is at its best it does well. It's getting us away from Saitama crazy monster fights and putting us with the characters you can actually one Punch Man is doing what it does at its best is that it's taking a moment to get away from Saitama uh, or, uh, mm-hmm. and focusing up on characters you can actually root for because they're not invincible. In <laughs> this yeah. case, Gino and um, what's her name?
1: Uh, oh, Tornado? E-
0: e- yes, hold on. I feel bad that I can't remember her name because she's so cool. Oh, it's Blizzard. Oh, wait, this is the wrong chapter. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Blizzard.
1: Yeah, it is fun, and we've now kind of whittled down the um uh, the, 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 the 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 monster hierarchy a bit. Now it, we've been introduced to a few, what I presume, are regular yeah. villains Hell-
0: hellish Blizzard.
1: Oh yeah, hellish Blizzard. And we've got some. Um, and the best part about these latest
0: chapters is it sort of it sort of clarifies her relationship with her sister, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like her, her, i know her older sister is obviously like it's supposed to be a joke people get people get it mixed up because she's so small um and, then, and to be
0: fair it looks like a child um I, I actually wonder if she's actually her older sister or if she just treats
1: her like one because she's just so much mm, more powerful than she is yeah quite possibly i don't know what the relationship entirely is but um you know let, let's see um It's great fun. Uh, We've had two really good action sequences. I really like this cockroach villain because he's kind of got this kind of schizophrenic uh, personality. Like, he can't decide what he wants to do. Yeah. One second he wants to fight, next second he wants to run away, next second he's he's, he's kind of like, oh, goodbye, hero. And then he turns around and just kind of like, actually, goodbye again. (laughs) Oh, I love all that stuff. The artist is fantastic, consistently fantastic. Um, The Super S villain, she's kind of lame um what she has a so really, you're
0: telling me the dominatrix's power doesn't work on the woman the hell you say yeah there's
1: some really kind of not great <laughs> um gender politics going on there but it's oh, I, I don't know none of my business it's it, it's it's as a as an action series continues to be great um I don't know whether it's in this week's issue um, or whether it's gone back to a fortnightly basis. Like it appears to have gone back to fortnightly, uh, at least for the foreseeable future. Yep. What I am aware of is I recently picked up the, the ninth collected edition, and the ninth collected edition includes the introduction of Garu, so uh, the, the 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 hero hunter. Okay. So start to So catch we, up. we're really close to where we currently are. Um, yeah. It, 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 they they kind of need to pick up the production and pick up the um, release schedule. Because I know we're behind what's currently available. I think there's at least three or four more chapters that haven't been released in the English Jump yet. Hmm. Uh, come on, come on, just do it. Yeah, um, but Don't it, stagger it like this.
0: But it's uh, still as good as ever. And still I, good I, as ever. I am kind of glad that it's away from the, the art and martial arts tournament. Just because that would get old fast, this really helps yes, keep, keep it keeps it mixed up, and that's where this series really shines. Is that it knows when to focus on Saitama, it knows when to get away from him, and give us basically give us a breather from his his comedy routine, and gives us these actual fights that yep. you know that can go any direction because these characters aren't One Punch Man.
1: No, absolutely. The contrast is very important. Uh, next up was One Piece. Sanji's a badass. Sanji is a badass. He's kind of an asshole.
0: I, 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 uh, was half, yeah. I was half expecting that Sanji was only going out to fight Luffy because he wanted to like get away from his family so he could like talk to Luffy during the... F- oh no, he kicked his ass. No, he was legitimate. He's kicking Luffy's ass
1: <laughs> so that he would yeah. get hurt. <laughs> Sanji's kind of like power level in relation to the rest of the series has always been super obscure because we don't know if he's a devil fruit user or whether he's got some other kind of power. Well, it seems
0: like he's like a he's a clone of some kind. He's like he's genetically modified.
1: Yeah, it seems to be really the, the theory going about is that he's not a clone, but he's that like, he's eaten one of those doflamingo um, artificial devil fruit. Mm. Um, that that's just really bizarre. Kind of his legs basically catch fire. <laughs> that, that is the sum of his power. Um, so he kicks people, but it's badass.
0: Yeah,
1: yep. It's, it, it's been, I kind of like where it's going.
0: I kind of wonder how Luffy's going to deal with all these lieutenants coming after him. I'm sure it'll be hilarious.
1: <laughs> He'll kick most of their asses, um, but it's I don't know. It seems Sanji is going ahead with the wedding, yep. despite being a forced one. Um, P- Pudding
0: seems uh, like she's not
1: playing him; it, it seems legit. Yeah. Oh yeah, she seems to be like one of the only members of this family that isn't completely twisted. Um, I I wonder if this will you know turn out to be a red herring. Yeah. Um. I hope it doesn't though. Yeah.
0: Hopefully she doesn't um, like. Hopefully, Big Mom doesn't just kill her out of hand or something, and then.
1: Yeah, so I can kind of picture that being a thing. One thing that's confusing me, though, is I, I, I just had a couple of One Piece episodes on the other day, and I seem to remember Pudding made an appearance way back when. Um, but she had three eyes. Oh. And she only appears to have two now, so I don't know what's going on. I have no <laughs> she one, had, like, yeah. one on her forehead or something. Like, loads of Mama's kids appear to be, like, hideous mutants. So they, they, they've been turning up throughout the series? Oh, yeah, they have done. Um, well it's like that Lola that was introduced she's from a character she's from a uh, one of the really early storylines um, oh, just loads of them it turns out loads of characters we've already been introduced to are part of big children moms. of mama that makes sense it's really weird but it's also kind of cool um, yeah one piece is really cool right now it just seems to be setting up for the big confrontation which is invariably going to happen um Got to remember that while all this is going on, the world navy is coming um, to the wedding. So the world navy is, of course, full of badasses. Uh, it's going to be a big war. I know. I know. It's be... I kind of wonder how long this arc is going to be. So soon after Dress Rosa, because yeah. Dress Rosa was a huge arc. Yeah,
0: this seems like it's building up to be big, big. So who knows if it's going to be longer?
1: Yeah, we'll see. It's, it's a it's a ride and a half, so it'll always be fun anyway. Uh next up was Food Wars.
0: Good, but it's honestly a bit uh by the numbers at this point because Yeah. Um oh, maybe, also too much fan service. There yeah, goddamn. It, it definitely is making the fan service mistakes, but uh my bigger issue is that Soma is kind of untouchable at this point, so it's hard to have any real drama with him because hmm. he is the main character. They yes, he's he's, got, part, he's armor. got so much plot armor that it's just hard to take. We really should have been focusing more on his classmates mm-hmm. uh, battles because yeah. there's more of a chance. They've got some plot armor too, but at least they can get kicked out of school and like still stay at the house or something.
1: Oh, yeah. So I kind of get the feeling that might happen because this this you know the the bear cooking storyline has been going on a while now. I get the feeling we're going to get a cold cliffhanger. So almost the only
0: one still in.
1: that passed. Yeah, I, I kind of get the feeling that that's what it's building up to. Uh, but we'll see because I feel we've only got one more chapter in this uh, storyline left. Right. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Food Wars is pretty good right now.
0: Apparently it's it's doing, like, really bad in the ratings, though.
1: It is, from what I've heard. In the previously, it was, like, part of the big five of, like, One Piece, Black Clover, My Hero Academia, um, HQ a volleyball series, and Food Wars. Food Wars has been doing really bad recently in the rating. I kind of wonder what, you know, caused that shift. Don't know. Hopefully it doesn't get cancelled. canceled Oh, it'd be really frustrating if it get cancelled and all this, you know, anti-establishment stuff just gets yeah. swept under the carpet because that's the it'll, most interesting it'll, aspect. He'll cool the dean's heart at the oh, last minute. No, I really hope that doesn't happen because Azami is supposed to be horrible and irredeemable. So yeah, let's not let's not have that happen. Red Sprite,
0: um, slightly more interesting than re- than than previous the opening arc. Uh, the whole. Seeing the actual, like, war on the ground between these, I guess, these countries with this technology, it's just slightly more interesting. Um, hmm. I don't know. It's still not really super good, but it's... Yeah.
1: It's kind of a weird thing, because it's not super good, but it's not, on a technical level, bad either. It's not
0: bad, yeah. And I think the art has improved a little bit since, like, Chapter 3. Mm-hmm. But it's still not really up to, like, some of the others in... Of his other contemporaries. Man, Black Clover looks good right now.
1: Black Clover does look really good. (laughs) That's the major redeeming feature. I really, really hope Red Sprite doesn't get axed simply to give it a chance at getting better. Like, if it lasted a year and it didn't show any progress, then I would start to question whether it's worth keeping. I mean,
0: it's like World Trigger. World Trigger doesn't look great, but it stays somewhat interesting. Yes. So... This this yeah. could be the same, but it needs some time.
1: Speaking of World Trigger, um, we will never get to the away mission uh, at this point. She J- will um, never show us that she can murder people in cold blood. Yeah, that was kind of a really interesting development. Is that she's not as innocent as she lets on to be. She just chooses she not to for whatever, she's whatever reason. All of you put together. Because I refuse to murder people. It's your job refusing to do your job does not make you a good person uh, I don't know it's, World Trigger is really interesting right now in, in from a purely kind of um, how Jose is going to work into the team dynamic yeah. we still need to get to that I think that's the most frustrating thing about this hiatus Is I really wanted to see how they work as a, as a four team yeah. um, oh god let, let Let's just hope it doesn't do a, a Hunter Hunter and well, it's gone for three years on end. Just keep watching
0: the uh, contents page, because as long as it says it will be off this week and doesn't just disappear, there's still a chance it'll be back reasonably soon.
1: Unlike Hunter Unlike Hunter, Hunter, where they don't bother. <laughs> Hunter,
0: which, when it, does, when it falls off the chapter, uh, chapter uh, table of contents, you know it's gone. <laughs> they just call it Wednesday.
1: Uh, the Promised Neverland.
0: Still, probably one of the more interesting series in this book right now. It's just. It's really good. The
1: intrigue is 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 real. It really is. <laughs> it 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 just works as a horror series, as a, as a kind of dark fantasy series. It just it just works. It's um. Oh, I re- I really like how just the reveal. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing, is that nobody is really trustworthy in this series. Everybody's kind of hateful in a way, with the exception of Emma, yeah. who's... Who's main I
0: Yeah.
1: I, I kind of get the feeling that she is going to do a red herring and she's going to turn out to be bad all along. She's leading them all off to the slaughter.
0: Yeah, that would be... That would be a twist.
1: Yeah. This series has been doing pretty well in the rankings, so I think it's staying. Yeah. Um... But kind of like Assassination Classroom before it, it doesn't have an infinite concept.
0: I I will say that it's now going
1: on almost 15
0: weeks and we're still in the orphanage. They really need to pull the trigger on the escape. There
1: is a timer, though. Yeah. There's a time that it's, like, saying we've got, like, eight days until the planned escape, and it has been counting down in the space of days, so it's in the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah. It's just, this isn't, this just can't be all the series is. Eventually, they they have to get out, and then it sort of has to settle into what it actually is going to be. Yeah. I mean, I suppose maybe maybe they're taking, like, cues from, like, all those, like, uh, Room Escape games, and maybe it'll be, like, they go from one prison to another. Oh god. And they have to escape various like
1: there's another wall. walls within walls. We'll see where it goes, but it, it it's really intriguing, really pleasant when when it's creepy, it's genuinely disturbing. Um some of the stuff is you know, out and out horror, some of it's genuinely saccharine sweet, but it it is an intriguing book. It's a, it's an odd beast. Yeah. Yep. I'm really I'm I'm really enjoying it. Uh, that wraps up the quickfire round for the weekly show and a jump. Moving on to 2000 AD, what did we have first?
0: Um, flesh is still flesh. Flesh it's is flesh.
1: Go- I it's not doing it. So
0: even I don't even have words with how <laughs> irritating this series is to me. You have the irritating and frustrating the- idea. Yeah. All you do is turn it into. Social, talking heads, so, talking heads, social commentary nonsense.
1: Yeah, and it's just it's just crap. I'm. St- <laughs> Clint Langley can't draw dinosaurs worth shit either.
0: It's just un- so unfortunate. And here's the thing about this series: that I, how if 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 the time travel company is causing changes in history, which is causing problems in the future, how would anyone know about it? <laughs> That's not how time travel. Just disappear. They never existed. I ask Back to the Future. It's just, and for, and again, if you the whole the whole reason they're in the crustaceous period to begin with, is so that it doesn't cause problems time uh, time problems in the future because the whole world's getting nuked.
1: <laughs> asteroid that cleans up your mess. It's just, ah. Oh. It's really frustrating because I recently read The Dino Files, which collects all the classic Flesh stuff, um, and the first run of the McKay stuff, and it's really good. It is. It's really good. And how did we get here? I don't know. I don't have a single nice thing to really say about Flesh other than it's tedious. So let's just leave that. Uh, Savage. Better than Flesh. Yeah, it
0: is. Have, (laughs) Have we met Savage's new love interest?
1: organ, oh, yeah. <laughs> I I really hope it doesn't go in that direction. This um, is, it will do. I will say this series has gotten
0: weird because it just throws robots at you for like it's got GoBots in it. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah exactly. It just transforming robots fight it with your shotgun. Yeah. They're built
1: whatever. It's it's but at least it's a change from Black Bloods.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah. Savage is fine. It's just not as Interesting as it could be, I think. I think it's just, again. And enough with the Bob Dylan lyrics. Yeah. A little <laughs> on the nose there. Yeah. And it actually, it's kind of funny how the detective lady totally noticed that and
1: called that. And Yeah. Yeah, I don't like bars that have murder ballads <laughs> and the aesthetic of a butcher's shop. It's, no, it's. Bill Savage was not being delicate when he thought of the aesthetic there. And he's still using the same fucking shotgun. Why? <laughs> no one will
0: suspect. Who would be crazy enough to commit the same murder twice? With the same weapon. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Bill. You're a moron. And now what the heck's with this... 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 this, this the... 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 the um, sorry. The... uh, What's it called? The... 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 The oh, pain. The, the Thousand Year Star. Thousand Year stare. Is that like... Is like Nemesis the Warlock now influencing the past or something? Is it like it's tough it, when he was
1: going through the time tunnels he messed everything up? Man, you you know
0: what? Then that that's actually probably not far off from what the, what mm. it is. Yeah, it's probably something from Nemesis influencing the present, if not ABC Warriors directly.
1: Hammerstein goes back in time. He's been under he's,
0: he's been undercover in, in the in the, uh, the American Army this whole time as one of the Hammerstein bots.
1: <sighs> oh my lord! It's
0: I don't it's, it's it's interesting, but it but I feel like I feel like people have always been wanting Savage to like make that transition over to the ABC Warriors because the Volgan thing.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: I feel like ever since that happened, the series has kind of lost its train. It lost its like yeah because the whole idea was that it, it was. When it was brought back, it was being used as a a counter to. We were, at the time, we were at war with the Middle East, and people were yeah. all like, Middle Eastern people are all terrorists. Yeah. Well, here's a story about, you know, British people who are, quote being unquote, quote, terrorists. terrorists. So yeah. it, it depends on your point of view, your perspective, and it was kind of interesting in that way. It felt like a political thriller, a military thriller. Yeah. Now it's what I can't even define what it's trying to be right now.
1: Now it's about Hammersteins and Black Bloods and whatever the hell is going on, whatever the hell contributes to the um, uh, the Pat Mills universe.
0: Yeah. Now, now, exactly. Now it's just like a cog in the Pat Mills verse to like, to like, just do like nods to like ref- make references to things.
1: Yep. Which is a shame because it could be an awful lot better. Whereas with Flesh, where it got to the point now where I've, I've kind of lost hope in the concept ever being rectified, Savage still has a little little bit of the gleam that made it great. And it also looks good. The art's great. Oh, the art is so good. Patrick Goddard is amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on to Judge Dredd, we've had two storylines recently. Yep, one is, actually, now that I think about it, they're
0: both follow-ups to Euclid. Uh,
1: the first uh, Enceladus. Enceladus. Sorry,
0: yes. Um, one is the recovery of former Chief Judge Seinfeld, who's been in Sov hands for however long it's been since Titan fell. Yeah. And then it brings back the kid from the conclusion, who was on Titan at the time that basically stopped the uh, the uh, what, what were they called? Were they called the? Uh, uh, the Amy Nixon monsters. Yeah, the Amy Nixon monsters. He's now sort of important because he's tied into that, and that's not over yet. There's mm-hmm. still fallout from that happening, so now he's at the center of it,
1: or at least... It also appears to be tying into Trifecta, because it's bringing up the, the, the corridors, the hidden corridors, and the hidden rooms that Smiley is using.
0: Right. Oh, is that... Is... You, was that your thought is that this might be related to smiling because definitely... I'm
1: fairly certain it is because how many hidden passageways can justice department have
0: well they're not well I was kind of confused on that point because first he's, he shows us those lines that look like hidden passageways but then you see one of the uh, the um, rogue judges kind of like phase through the wall like they're oh yeah so I, I'm not sure if they're like phasing through walls to like navigate through buildings or or if they're actual passageways, it's kind of left unclear. Hmm. But, you're de- but you're right, it's, those, those rogue judges are probably definitely related to the guys they had to... Those, uh, those rogue side judges from Trifecta. Yeah. There's no way it's not related.
1: It's also really cool to see Dreads like, assembling a team. <laughs> let's make... It, let, let's be a team. Yeah. What we
0: got? <laughs> Judge Dread, Dirty Frank... Uh, Judge Giant, and, uh, there was one other one, right? It was, oh, the SJS guy.
1: Yeah, the SJS
0: guy. They're it, a team uh, now. Just get Anderson in there, and no one will stop him
1: <laughs> I really love, oh, actually, I just love having Dirty Frank in anything. Anderson was in it,
0: now that I think about it. She was in the, oh, oh yep, she so was. So she's, she's on the radar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Rob Williams has definitely got a feel for the greater Dreadverse. Yeah, he definitely likes
0: bringing all the pieces together for fun, good, happy times.
1: I just love any story that has Frank and Dread together because they are, they're this s- such a great,
0: such an interesting spend. relationship because they respect each other when you would think they wouldn't. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like Dread treats uh, um, Jack Point the way you expect him to. Jack Point is a yeah, because Jack Point's a scumbag, yeah, he's so scumbag. Yeah. But Dirty Frank, they're like brothers. They're, they love each other. <laughs> they are great. I love Dred it. respects Frank, and Frank respects Dredd. <laughs>
1: It, it, theirs is a really great unique, unique relationship because dreads almost always dis- displays distrust for other departments. Right. And, and he, so there's he, always a and he's, there's always a token one where dread's like, actually, you're all right. Yeah. He's he's straight laced. He's order, and,
0: and Dirty Frank is disorder. And yeah, <laughs> completely. they get on just fine.
1: It's great. I love them. Uh, it's, it's great. I'm really looking forward to seeing where this is going. Um, well, that's that's the, the worst part about it is that
0: I ju- it just got
1: going and suddenly it just ends. Yeah, because you can't give us three weeks of Henry Flint and then just stop. The end? Question mark. Yeah, I do love this bit where ah um, oh, Sam is wearing the, the the vision goggles. Yes, and then we just switch a little circular panel of one of the um, the assassin judges running at him, and it's <laughs> it's just an oh fuck moment. <laughs> Great, I love it. Yeah, Henry Flint is just, oh, he's so good. So good. I really love the effect with the invisible judges. Yeah, that was kind of just very clever. Great, love it. Especially
0: on the cover, the cover for it.
1: Oh, yeah. Looks real good. That that kind of gave it away because I saw the cover and I was just kind of like, is that one of the assassin judges from Trifecta? Mm. That kind of gives it away of what it is. But, yeah, well... It all works out as it does turn out. It is spinning off from Trifecta, so let us see. And, and I just, I just, I just love that we're finally getting to see more of Smiley because he's such an anomaly.
0: Yeah, he's he's a wild card that he just doesn't he doesn't come up very often since his introduction. <laughs>
1: yeah. Why didn't you do anything during Day of Chaos? Anything? You fucking idiot. Or Necropolis. Or, or Necropolis. Or, or the apocalypse, anything. Or... No, I didn't think it was important. Yeah, it was fucking important. How many times has Justice Department been nuked?
0: Dro- dropping a Shark City on, on, on Mega City 1. Now
1: that's important. Nah. It's ridiculous. I, I I do kind of feel like Smiley kind of has to go because he is such a big, glaring continuity error. I I don't know, we'll find out. Or
0: worse, he's a continuity crutch. Explain away all of your inconsistencies with Judge Smiley's intervention.
1: Basically, yeah. (laughs) That's it. Anyway, we'll we'll see when it eventually comes back, and I I get the feeling we'll see it again next year. Yeah. So,
0: finally, uh, Hunted, the new Rogue Trooper Strip. Is awesome. I have to say, I'm quite surprised with how good it is, and I think what helps is it is the Trader General strip, and Rogue Trooper is just visiting.
1: Hmm. It's also got Italia from Jaeger in it. What? She's the leader of the the North Squadron that's doing this drop on. Um. Is she?
0: Yep. I was wondering about that, but I didn't pick up on it that it was her specifically.
1: Yep. Definitely her. So this must take place in the past. Yep. If you actually remember way back to one of the earlier J- Jaeger stories, uh, Italia had a like a violent flashback to an encounter with Rogue Trooper. This must be it. Yep. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Yeah, Renny is clearly having a blast at just doing whatever he wants with the, the Rogue universe because honestly nobody else is going to do it.
0: Yeah, so... no one else
1: cares. But yeah, my God, it's, it's awesome. Uh, so um, the the, the trader general has got these three parties after him. He's got a naught squadron. He's got rogue, and he's also got a bounty hunter on him. I kind of get the feeling that bounty hunter's just in there because 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 PJ Holder wanted to draw a Rob Liefeld type character. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You got you picked up on that too.
1: He looks just like Prophet. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he looks great though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be good. I, I really hope this turned out to just be fantastic. Yeah, actually, if you go to Prog 2006 and you go to the last page of Hunted, you can see the panel with... Yeah, um, it says right under her face. Yep. Yep. That's a... <laughs> so that, that is so cool.
0: That, that That's awesome.
1: The Traitor General looks really good on that page as well, actually. Yeah, with his uh, Electronux. And um, weapons everywhere.
0: Yeah, he's actually kind of a badass, really. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's also got his own GR. I gotta say, I really
0: like the concept of him being like a super prototype and putting like uh, memory chips in him to like give him skills. I think that's really clever. It is.
1: Really interesting.
0: So, I believe next next issue is him versus Rogue, so that'll be a good throwdown.
1: Of course. Can't wait. And it looks good. BJ Holden is, oh my god. Oh, he's on fire. This is. this is... Who, who, Whoever said Holden is an unoriginal and overrated artist, eat your words. Yes. Yeah, who said that? It's just too good. Is I love really it. I love it's really good. It's one of the
0: best. So that wraps us up for the content of uh, these last month and a half. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot good stuff. to get through, and we did it. I gotta say I'm way behind on Judge Dread magazine, so I got nothing to say about it this month.
1: No, me neither. I'm behind on the last two issues. I've just not had the opportunity yeah. to read them.
0: I'm behind on three. It's kind of annoying.
1: <laughs> Make sure you get on to that. The, um, the there was a story that was like a, a tribute to a recently deceased, um yeah, uh, of uh, fan uh, featuring a, a, a chim uh, not a gorilla, jimp. Um, gymp- that was really good.
0: Oh right, that is the next issue. I gotta read that one.
1: Yeah, that that's a really good little story. It's a it's only a two parter, so it's neat and tidy and you can't ask for more as a fan. So that's a great story. Jake Lynch is a really good artist. Um in the jump I'm really looking forward to the these two new series just to see where they go. Yep. Um sports is always an interesting point because they can either sink or swim. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's such a polarising genre because a series can either be really good or really not good one of those two one of those two, there's never a sports series that falls in between Uh, so we'll see how that turns out um other than that, I hope Amalgam of Distortion keeps going did, to a certain degree. Did
0: we ever talk about um, Second City Blues when it ran, was reprinted in the mix?
1: No, we didn't. We need to talk about that next time because i read it all and it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. It's one of my favorite future sports strips.
1: Kek W and Warren Police. Yeah. Absolutely nailed it. That's actually kind of what Rock of the Reds is a little bit like, but if you have it set in the modern day. Okay. So oh, you oh, should It's, it it's, it's
0: to... like a near future.
1: No, it's, it's set in the modern day. Oh. Interesting. Two thousand sixteen. So it's it's pretty neat. Um but it's it, it's really cool. If if you like Second City Blues, you will like Rocket of the Reds. I will give that a shot then. If you can find it. I don't know if it's available digitally. Uh but um no, everything's everything's really good form right now. Really solid. Except for the stuff that just
0: isn't <laughs> <laughs> flesh. God. I mean you know what makes it worse. Two pat mill strips run at the same time. That's way yeah. too much.
1: It is too much for one author to have.
0: And it seems like, you know, for a few years now, it's felt like there's always a pat mill strip in the book, which
1: is fine. And one at a time, it, it's okay.
0: Yeah, and then occasionally they'll have overlap, but but having two starting at the same time and running at the same time just seems like overkill.
1: Yeah. It's just it's just not you know, it's not a good balance. Do you know what I would have liked to see in something like, this? something like W. Yeah. Just having, just having more Keck W is always good. I mean, it could have been the order. It could have been more order. You know, more, it wouldn't have been Dead Hopefully World, we'll see anything.
0: Hopefully, hopefully we'll see more of the order, uh, with the, with the, well, I guess it won't be Prague 2017. They, they changed. it will just be whatever the, the year end Prague number is.
1: Yeah. It'll be beginning of next year.
0: And, um, I'm sure we'll see more dark judges come, uh, this time next year yeah yeah
1: because
0: that's all good stuff well Um, well, actually that's not true because i the original dark judges stuff ran around october of of uh, two years ago or a year ago no last year yeah yeah and then tainted came out way earlier than i thought because i thought that would be another halloween time story Mm. but it was out it was actually out in the spring so
1: yeah who knows yeah, it'll turn up when it turns up. But it's the the lineup is fairly solid. 2000 AD has three really good actually, things going actually, on right now.
0: Now that I think about it, I wouldn't be totally surprised if Tainted wasn't in the jumping on prog. Taint, Quite possibly. Tainted, The Order. Oh wait, those are both Keck W, so probably not both.
1: No. Um, we'd probably have more Jaeger, though, to yeah. look forward to. Jaeger. Because as we head towards the end of the year, we do really need to look forward to Kingdom, of course. Hopefully Sinister Dexter, but I expect
0: we'll see that as a year-end stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Filler instead.
1: Uh, also because they're both Dan Abnett. So, um, well, what else would there be? Oh, we've got more uh, helium on the way. Mm-hmm. So, there's that to look forward to. Probably mid-year. Uh, yep. There's all the more um, Michael Carroll dread stuff to look forward to. And oh, there was another series on recently. Um, I was going to say Outlier, but no, that's over now. Um, over, over
0: yes definitively concluded yeah great defo we've got
1: more defo on the way
0: okay all right yeah that's yep more pet mills yeah
1: one of the better ones though we'll probably see a gray area back at some point oh yeah soon i should think and yeah that's basically it for the jump who knows we'll find out when it turns up yeah jump
0: you know because everything's ongoing constantly there's no rotation it's just it's whatever is there
1: and whatever comes new, whatever goes.
0: If it leaves, it's gone forever.
1: I suspect Red Sprite might be on the chopping block soon. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is the? Here, Academia and Black Clover aren't going anywhere. Um, but as you say, Food Wars is in pretty dodgy water right now. So we could be heading towards yet another big block of things just leaving. Because if you think that for, for years gone by now, the jump hasn't changed its lineup particularly. Right. And then in the last year, we've lost uh, Nisekoi, Bleach, Toriko, and Love Rush. But who cares? And Naruto. Oh, Naruto! Yeah, of yeah. course. At the end Naruto, of Naruto,
0: Bleach, and Toriko are huge holes. Yeah. That that were steady for a decade,
1: for a decade. Yeah. So. For a very long time. Now it's just kind of down to One Piece. If you look at it now, with the exception of Hunter X Hunter, the only. Thing in the jump lineup that started before 2010 is One Piece. Right. Everything is pretty young in comparison. Yeah. I think I think everything's in the lineup started at least 2012. That's that's tough. It is. Poor Hunter Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Hunter Hunter. <laughs> ah well, maybe i will be back soon. But anyway, that wraps everything up at my end.
0: And I. Uh...
1: Yep, everything's uh, wrapped up here.
0: Of course, you can always contact us at weeklyshowweeklyshownjump um, dot com. You can read, <laughs> you can always contact us at weeklycomicsmonthly at gmail dot com. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes. Search for us as Weekly Comics Monthly. Should lead you to you know to uh, our iTunes listing. Leave us a review if you'd like. Uh, we're always looking for anything like that. Uh, no, hey,
1: More input is always welcome. Yeah,
0: we might even read it on the show.
1: At WCM underscore podcast, and I am in the process of building up a Facebook page as well, so keep an eye out for that. Yep. I'll, I'll link it to the main page when that's done.
0: And we, uh, we kick around the Weekly Shonen Jump uh, Facebook group. I think it's the first one that comes up when you search for Weekly Shonen Jump.
1: Yep, the, the 2080 Readers uh, page as well, and the 2080 Forum. You can also find us at various places throughout the Internet, Anime News Network, whatever. If you have any questions, just drop us a line. You know where we are.
0: And that's it for this episode. Next episode will take us into December. Probably, uh, we'll, probably we'll probably try to do it towards the end of the year so we can conclude the entire you know year out.
1: Yeah.
0: it uh, probably be a good idea, and then yeah. s- start up in January again.
1: Next month could be a pretty light month, because um, obviously, um, 2000 AD takes three weeks out. Right, so actually, we're, only... we're pretty close to that, aren't we? It's uh, yeah.
0: middle of November, there's probably only like three or four weeks more of 2000 AD before the jumping on prog.
1: Yeah, it's there's not a lot of it left. And um, also, Shonen Jump usually takes at least two weeks out in December, so... Right. we will be pretty sparse next month, actually. Yeah. It'll give us more time to talk about other things. Yes.
0: So with that, we uh, we thank you for listening, and we hope to hear you. You know, we hope you come back again for our next episode, which uh, we'll have up as soon as I can, as soon as possible. All right, see you later, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.